Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. What's happening, weirdos? This is the uh, incredibly talented and hilarious John Early. Incredible talk, incredible. Uh, please watch him on uh, Netflix's characters. All the things that we talk about in this uh, conversation are worth checking out. He is amazing. And as I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. I'm so happy to say that the uh, the sponsor for this special is HBO and T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller, his uh, his uh, new hour stand-up comedy special, meticulously ridiculous. T.J. is the most meticulous, meticulously ridiculous, meticulously ridiculous person I've ever known. He meaning he is deliberately absurd, hilarious, wonderful, and so 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 silly. Uh, it was filmed at the Paramount Theater in T.J.'s hometown of Denver. Yeah. Denver! And it highlights the Silicon Valley star's high energy, unorthodox comedic observations on life, death, and everything in between. You guys know him and love him. He's been on the podcast, I think, maybe five times? Four, five, six, maybe? Including the live ones? Uh, it includes a water-drenched TJ and plenty of audience interaction. This special offers his offbeat take on nightmares, marijuana, and alcohol, and uh, his favorite historical figure and the challenges of talking about death. He's amazing. He's a genius. He's one of my favorite stand-ups and comedians of all time. Check out TJ Miller, Meticulously Ridiculous, as it cracks open the eccentric, eccentric mind of one of the most fearlessly weird comedians today. It premieres Saturday, June 17th at 10 p.m. on HBO. Get into it, Denver. Yeah! And, of course, that's the, that's the uh, sponsor. Thank you so much, HBO and TJ, for that. Support of the show. Please support that wonderful special. I'm definitely going to check it out. And uh, then we have Mapete's Picks, which I always plug. These are two products that have changed my life for the better that I take almost every day, certainly most days, uh, especially long days like today where we're shooting uh, Crashing Season 2 here in New York City, which is amazing. The first product is uh, Alpha Brain. Someone just emailed me and said it's not pronounced nootropic, it's nootropic. I'm going to continue to say nootropic. <laughs> but we'll all know that I know that I'm wrong. Alpha Brain is a nootropic or a nootropic, which means it's like a vitamin for your brain. I like to think of it as fish food for my creativity. I sprinkle it on my noggin. It helps with my uh, recall. It helps with focus, concentration. It helps me find the word that I'm looking for. I blank less. I concentrate more easily. I, I use it for writing, for stand-up. Every single podcast uh, the past three years that I've ever recorded for the show, I've been taking Alpha Brain. I swear by it. I always have a couple pills in the pocket of every jacket, every shirt, pants. I sometimes keep one in my shoe, just in case, uh, because I don't like being without it because I really notice a difference. It's not like caffeine or coffee in the way like a stimulant. In fact, I sometimes take it before uh, bed because it gives me trippy-ass dreams, which I love. Uh, so it's one of my favorite products. really changed my life, which is why it's a Pete's Pick, which is why I heartily endorse it. I want you to try it. If you want 10% off, all you got to do is go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you will get 10% off your purchase of Alpha Brain. The other... Pete's pick is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil, something else that I love, especially as I come home at night and I'm looking for a way to kind of smooth out the edges, calm down a little bit, 
It's great for headaches. It's great for sleep. It's great for anxiety, tension of all kinds. It is hemp oil, but that does not mean it's uh, marijuana in the way that we know it. It's legal in all 50 states because they took out the uh, psychoactive element THC and just left the more body kind of happy glow CBD, which I have become quite, quite fond of. In fact, I wasn't taking it for a couple days and then I was like, what, what is wrong? Why am I a little bit grumpy? Why am I a little bit slower to laugh? I remembered, ah, I just got to take some of my Charlotte's Web. It tastes like uh, mint chocolate. It tastes like a thin mint, but it feels even better than a thin mint. I like the Everyday Plus or Everyday Advance because with the Advance, you can take a very, very little amount and still feel the difference. And uh, it means a lot that a lot of weirdos have tried it and they love it. And it's a great, great product. Try it. Go to CW, like Charlotte's Web, cwhemp.com slash weird. And there's a new promo code. It's keep it crispy. All one word will get you 10% off. Again, try the Everyday Plus or the Everyday Advance. Those are the ones you're going to notice. The Everyday is more like something, you know, it's good for you to be in you, but you won't really feel it. I like the, uh, the medium and the strong strength myself. Those are the Pete's Picks. I want to remind you to watch T.J. Miller's HBO special, Meticulously Ridiculous, Saturday, June 17th at 10 p.m. And uh, in the meantime, please enjoy the very, very talented John Early. Val? I love John Early. (laughs) Supposed to say get into it. Oh, get into it. She does love John Early. Do you kind of why I saw John Early? I watched his special because you were watching it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm... Proud to introduce you to him. And we're proud to be an American. <laughs> Get into it. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. I was How prepping. Are you? How are you? Please prep. Nice to see you. I'm John. Nice to meet you. Uh, that's the guest uh, chair. I think every episode starts with me saying, That's the guest chair if you don't mind. That's fine. Because I don't want to impose, but I'm used to it. I, I'm surprised that you like this configuration. How's that? And not a head-on. Oh, you mean across? Yeah. I don't like the across. <laughs> Too much tape. Here okay. I can touch. Yeah, yeah. I can comfort if you weep when, when we talk about how you got your how you got your start <laughs> and which parent sacrificed the most. Oh, my God. It's only left here, but that's fine, right? Okay. <laughs> you ask hey, him. Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> I know. Is left here just okay? That's so funny. You're so funny. Oh, thanks. Are we, have we started? Yeah, we can record now. Okay. <laughs> we can we'll make a note to trim out some of, not this part, but some of the drama that we had yep. getting our uh, earphones properly. But you, 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 <laughs> you, you know what's interesting, man? First of all, you're so funny. Thanks Thank for you. doing this. That's you're unbelievable. Nice. You're Thank so you. funny. I, uh, um, things like earphones not working yeah. is kind of like your area. You know what I mean? Wow, I think that's true. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. You love uh, people interrupting, people yeah. uh, fucking up. Yeah. What What is the name of the... I, I laughed so hard. The name of the woman who is supposed to be playing the trumpet in your Netflix? <gasps> oh, it's my the God. Funniest. Nicole. Nicole. That's my genius it's for Nicole. It's the funniest... Well, we can give Nicole credit when it's due, but this one's on you, John Early. Thank you, thank you. To be lip syncing, and then a woman's supposed to be mock playing the trumpet, and she doesn't. And yeah. then uh, in your real voice, Nicole, yeah. to cue her, is the funniest. <laughs> but it seems it it kills me. It's yeah. so funny. Uh, but I'm you so know, glad you like that. It's I love it. That's so funny. It reminded me of extras where uh, David Bowie goes, "Yes, Linda, I like that." Sometimes you know when he's singing the song. Yeah, about, yeah. For some reason, names can be so funny to me. Yeah. And uh, but here, here's my opening. Let's talk about this to start. 
it's such a scary thing because guys like you, performers like you and performers like Kate Berlant as well. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. She's not going to listen. She might. She hates this show. <laughs> <laughs> She's done it. She did do it. Okay. She's, and then see if everyone sits in the same place, I can go, she sat right right where oh, you're sitting. Wow. Right? It doesn't do much for me just because we sleep in the same bed. Do you? Constantly. Not every night, but with, like when we do like tours. Is together. it annoying to say you guys are IRL, Elijah, and Lena? <laughs> oh be Elijah my and God. Hannah. That took me a second. Is that, is that, like, I, think I, I was going to say that too. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, it's yeah. much less hateful. I don't think you guys like fight like that, but no, no, I no. know that uh, Valerie, my, my lady, has a very hard crush on you guys' <gasps> relationship. Wow. You I just met Kate. her, by the way. Did you really? Yeah, I love Where her. was that? At a roller skating rink. No way! At, uh, at Moonlight Rollerway? Yeah, b- yeah. Beth's, Beth's party. Yeah. I was at home live tweeting. <laughs> but, crashing? But, yeah, it was the finale of Crashing that night, so I I had go. no idea we were, like, gleefully skating during the, the finale. It's still on there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bold of her to miss... She was home in time for the late one. She actually live tweeted the late one, which was really fun. Bless her, because I was like, I'm too tired, and and she was funny. What a dream to have a partner who will live tweet your finale. Who's down to clown? And down to clown. She's down. <laughs> yeah. She's straight down to clown. Yeah. And that seems to be maybe you have that in other people in your life, but you certainly yeah, don't I that. certainly don't I, have it romantically. <laughs> but yeah, but no, you I, do have, I have that in friends. Yeah, I have, yeah, have it with Kate. It seems like you have it with Kate. Yeah. And you sometimes bunk together. Off, well, we spent the first two years of our friendship in the same bed. Is that right? Yeah. Like, See, that's the that's the Hannah Elijah girls yeah. dynamic. Yeah. That I think women really enjoy, which is the cuddle buddy. Not necessarily to him. We don't cuddle. cuddle. Yeah. But the intimacy is there. Yeah. You don't yes. care. You can you can hang out. Yeah. That's how absolutely. I feel about Valerie. Is I'm like, we love hanging out. We love. It feels like a sleepover. That should sucks. be the main requirement that of any be. relationship, and it's not for some reason. Right? People are like, you don't need everything from your partner. Right. You don't need everything, but it's like, but you do well, need yeah. to be able to hang out because you're spending 110% of your life with them. It's a good It's a good feeling, and uh, tell me if you have this with Kate, when you when you see somebody and you're like genuinely excited, even though you've already spent so much time together. Absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> it how, keeps we, renewing that's how it works. Is it's it? It's really nice, yeah. But here's, here's the first question, the opening yes. question. Okay. Nicole? Nicole? Because yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm watching that one take so beautifully done in the characters which you should watch on netflix and it's so funny because i don't know everyone can relate it's the stakes of a lip sync (laughs) so someone lip syncing by definition someone's taking themselves seriously yeah doing something stupid yeah it's like people get nervous about it it's like i gotta get it right like an impression like it's like i really gotta stick the landing yeah but then you betray it to scold nicole (laughs) and the the sound but so the joke is nicole Mm -hmm. and the joke throughout most a lot of your work is and please know that I love you and that I think you're to die for. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is that there isn't a joke, it's an attitude. Totally. It's a it's a posturing. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> how do you do it? That's my question. <laughs> how do you do it? How do you get into that place? How do a I stand-up do it? will go like, oh, I got that bit. I know you do stand-up as well. Yeah, yeah. I got that bit, I got that bit, I got that bit. You're you're going into something far riskier, but also so much more rewarding when it clicks. Yeah. When someone yeah. like Rory Scovel or you or Kate Berlant goes out and goes like I always reference. Kate, uh, I'm talking so much. We're gonna get it all to you. I'm not this. worried uh, at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm really not worried. I, I'm gonna give you the baton. Okay. I'm just excited when Rory goes out and just decides to be like, guys, put down your water. <laughs> put. I don't want to see water, and yeah. he just digs into something like that. Yeah. What do you do to get into that kind of space? Like you're doing the Tonight Show. You're doing something live. The, yeah. The stakes yeah. are there. You and Kate are doing the Tonight Show. What the fuck? You well, can't just run your first joke because the joke right. is 
not that there's no joke. The joke is this absence of like a, and that's why I said, get off my dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you make me look right. stupid. You, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, you make us all look stupid because you're doing something far more wizard-like. <laughs> but it's because that is our sweet spot and my sweet spot. It's like, I'm my sweet spot is not just pure joke writing. Yeah. Like, I found, found it so much more comforting on The Tonight Show knowing that we had a scenario yep. that we could just... Play be inside of play. versus like nailing jokes. Yes, like and I and I don't say nailing jokes with any sort of judgment. Like that is, I wish I could do that. But you're saying it's natural to you. Yeah. Somehow you've maintained yes. this is also going to not to you, but I want to make sure the li- listeners know it's childlike. It's not yeah. childish. Oh no, it's not it's totally stupid. Childish. That you're like I shit in my duty <laughs> diaper. That's childish. You're doing something that's childlike. You've somehow maintained the ember that we all had. Yeah. That on the playground, the kids that were like, instead of monkey bars, let's pretend we're astronauts. And you just maintain that until, how old do you know? I'm 20. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 29. You sure don't have to say. Not ashamed. You're not ashamed. Can you imagine if I was ashamed of my age? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. It's natural for you. It is natural. It's like... Yeah, and it's so much more fun for me. Like, I also i I would be so paralyzed if I was doing jokes because there's something about. I mean, well, you're stuck in them. You're stuck in them, and then you have to. The weirdness of of stand up is that you have to pretend like it's like off the cuff yep. and like that. That is so embarrassing to it's me. It's artificial. Yeah, like it is like, embarrassing. Like acting is embarrassing too. and like we on talked about stage, that. it's yep. like 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 in a, in a show that's not being filmed. Whatever, the, every, every, everyone just subconsciously agrees to the contract, the social contract of like, I'm going to be pretending like this is off the cuff. Right. But in a Tonight Show setting, I would like, by the way, we didn't have an option. It's not like we were like, should we do jokes or should we do a scene? Right. Like we you were like, do what you do. we submitted a scene and that's what we were going to do. You but know? what's interesting to me is that those things, they, they run you through the rigmarole. Like I, I did Colbert yeah. recently and they joke by joke. No, we were, were shocked. Like, <laughs> we were Totally shocked. We were like, well, there's no way, but we'll send them this. Yes. And then did they, you send like, them a tape of you doing it? We did it, a very messy version of it at a show here to and then, show them. Yeah. See, that's why I really I hate to say, what am I, an old timey barber? Hats off. <laughs> I was gonna say hats off. Hats off to you guys because I have bits that don't work unless you're in them. Yeah. And all you do are bits that don't work unless you're in them. Yeah. Totally. And that's a very high compliment. I, get, I keep just circling back to this compliment. But if exactly if you wrote them down. Yeah. There's nothing funny about Nicole. There's funny about yeah. what your face does and 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 you know what I mean? You can even totally. see the Tonight Show audience not sure. Yeah. It's a great set, don't get me wrong, Thank but you. you're like they're like uh, are we laughing? Right. Which way are we laughing? Right. They have to adjust. It was strange the laughter because it also we weren't prepared for how the laughter doesn't make sense in the context of our of the imaginary circumstances. That's right. Like the la- like it, it like they the should reality. be failing. Yes. So that people should actually be squirming, but people were by the end of it were because you know they, they were warmed up very well. Right. Um. Yeah, by Mr. Fallon. And, um, <laughs> but they, yeah, they so they, so when they were laughing, we were like, "Oh, wait, this doesn't make much sense." And then it, but then it was so nice because once they were laughing, it was like we were acknowledging that it was fake, and then it was just very silly and easy, right? And there was nothing like potentially kind of like manipulative or mean about like making them uncomfortable or something, right? Yeah, there's nothing malicious about what you yeah. guys are doing, but it is funny that you went up trying to be more authentic. And again, I concede that the stand-up goes up. We a lot of us, you know, make jokes about it now. It's like I went to uh, the barbershop. Barbershop again. 
Usually at store when people say make up a fake sentence, it's I went to the yeah. store. I went to the store the other day, yeah. uh, two years ago when I wrote this joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> but here course. you are again, not stuck, but it's interesting to me. I bet it's, I think it might be interesting to you that you were like, let's go out and really go in that X Factor space, that kind of still air space yeah, where yeah. Kate and I are really connecting and yeah. we're really listening. But then you had to pretend in another way. Yeah, that we were failing. (laughs) You had to pretend that you didn't know. And it's tempting. I have to imagine it's tempting to wink. I'm King Wink. I just want to go like, I I know, right? I was born with this eye closed. (laughs) (laughs) I just recently had open. (laughs) You had a very simple slice surgery. Yeah. And then then it's that's what my eyes sound like when I open in the morning. Like Heathcliff stepping in some garbage. Uh, Gross. (laughs) You're 29. You don't get that reference. Jesus. What Christ. is Heathcliff? Because to me, Heathcliff He's, is um, is um, <laughs> Wuthering Heights. <laughs> no. Heathcliff is an orange cat from the 80s. <laughs> You're simultaneously younger than me and way older than me. Like I really don't get it. Uh, but what were you saying? Oh, the pretending. You even have that line in your thing where you're like, the more real it is, the harder it is to pretend, which of course is a joke that your character, the John oh my God. character, yeah, yeah, right, right. is saying, but it's yeah. almost like that is something that right. happens. I know. Like you're going up trying to do this alchemy where it's like the joke will be that we that we just kind of, it's almost like playing ping pong without the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're kind mm-hmm. of swatting and everyone knows, but it requires them to invest in stakes that you have to establish, yeah. which is why it's a very genius move to go out and be like, we're going to do our Tonight Show about how excited we are about doing the Tonight Show <laughs> instead of you know, butchering it in some way. Yeah. Well, it was also just – we were so much less nervous having each other and having a scenario to just like – yeah. Because, again, there's no pressure for one moment to go a certain way. You can just kind of be... It was, like, much more fluid. It was really nice. But you did have a time limit on it. I mean... We did have a time limit that we went over because of the laughs, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Did you go over? We did go over, but not by too much. But they thankfully didn't edit it when they did it. When they aired it later. I don't know if your listeners know. It's not live. It's not live. Yeah. No, it's middle of the day. Yeah. That's why everyone's so peppy. And it's also just, like, that's... It feels low stakes, weirdly. When yeah. you're doing it, because it's like it's f- like 4 p.m. Yep, and like the studio seems so small. God, it's I just so wish your small. listeners could know what it's like to perform on the Tonight ah! Show. <laughs> Can we? That's so funny. I wrote this down. I thought this was good. You love specialness and oh my God. status. Like totally. you, though, that's your shit, man. <laughs> this is just a new podcast. What, what do you mean by specialness? You are obsessed with the concept. I. It, here, it's short. I'm going to put it to you. You no, tell no. me. Project onto it, me, bitch. <laughs> it seems to me that you're at odds with specialness. Mm-hmm. On one hand, someone can be special. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, let's say, is special. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then also the performer, our commodity is not leaping and dunking basketballs. It's, mm-hmm. va- it's more subtle. Everybody's kind of funny. Everybody's a little bit interesting yeah. in certain ways. Yeah. So to claim a Michael Jordan status... Is very right. funny to you in to be place, like, yeah. I go to New, I go to L.A. for like that's very fun. <laughs> I go to L.A. from time to for work. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, the New York to L.A. Oh, six on the way back, five out. Six on the way back because of the turn of the earth slows down the plane. That's uh, such a good impression of uh, me. <laughs> but you I'm know, blushing. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you say, well, this, the status part is also, 
you're doing it's not to pull the curtain back i feel Please. like you probably like characters high uh, low status people acting pretending high status. to be high status i mean that's it's like the I funnest think that's thing in ever the simplest yeah that's like totally what it is right yeah it's like a really insecure gay guy at his bridal shower yeah or, or what, bridal shower wedding shower rehearsal dinner rehearsal dinner excuse yeah. me yeah and but he's acting like a total dick when he should be apologizing yes. to everyone for being yeah. who he is. I know. But so you agree? Are there influences? I mean, it did remind me a little bit in the good way of, of like The Office, the British Office, especially because mm-hmm. he's a very high status guy who should be gently weeping. Right, absolutely. And a lot of your characters are withholding something. Yeah. I, I'm just talking at you. Jesus Christ, Pete! I love it. I feel like I mean, I wish my therapist would do this. I, <laughs> Wouldn't you like it's people denying who they really are? Totally. Moms who don't want their kids who want to be performers. It's people yeah. who might be gay or obsessed with their mother. I'm not exactly sure what that guy's deal was. I have, I don't know either. I mean, there's no like the thing is, people, I, there's so much random improv from that that I realize only later suggests like crazy stuff. <laughs> like it wasn't like a deeply who's your rehearsed... best friend's dad, my dad. <laughs> Why? And you picked up on something that I find so funny when people call casual acquaintances their family that's the funniest wait, wait, thing wait, what do you mean he's talking about his camp friends yeah you yes. guys should watch the characters yes. before you listen to this podcast but yeah. we, we it's okay please do please do Jesus. leave it on in the bg <laughs> uh <laughs> you uh people that go like i don't see my friends from camp from so long ago oh, right but they're my real family right right i used to have a stand-up about that so so really? talk about yeah oh, well just no. about the quick no 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 not in that way in the quickest way to creep people out is to say you're my real family yes like the yes, third yes, time yes. you've hung out family. you're yeah. my real family yeah yeah there's That's blood so there's this <laughs> Why is it? Anyway, so what do you think? Status? Status, yeah. No, that's that's definitely, I think, what's funny. I mean, um, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the, obviously, like, there's Kudrow all over it. Like, like, the, oh, yeah. like Valerie Cherish is Valerie Cherish. Unfortunately. So um, good. So good. She's oh, so my God. good. So iconic. Um, but that, I mean, that's such a great example of, like, someone who... Um, and Mickey is one of the best characters. Oh, one of the greatest gay characters of all of time. All time. He's gay. <laughs> Weirdly, yes. I only f- I saw it in an interview. <laughs> he um, looks like a gay Bob Seger totally, or George Lucas. He's totally. just that kind of guy. And they're always dropping hints that he has like serious medical problems. Yes, yeah, the questionable <laughs> melanoma. Yeah, and she's not listening. But that that would be right up your alley. To- That's I'm another God, person totally, who should be quietly totally. weeping. Yeah. Who's, so it goes back again to pretending. People yeah. pretending that they're straight. People pretending that they like their kids. Yeah. This seems to... What does that feel like? Are you not mad at the world? Yeah. When you go home and I visit, am. are you a little frustrated? I do feel a little heat. Yeah, there's some anger. Work. There's a little anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I that, that I think too. is slowing down. Or is it calming down a little bit? Um but it's a good. It's a good way. Oh no, it's great. I don't. I'm not mad at the out. anger. I'm not angry at the anger. Yeah. Um, but it is. It is just like because I. I feel like I've gotten through like a few years of being able to like. Like you know, it's like when you first start, you get through like a good five years of like. Burning the kind of like I don't I, I can't do a metaphor I can't do like a a an oh my god I'm trying to do like an oil metaphor or something and I don't understand it. you know what I mean when you like burn. It's like you, I, I can't do it because I don't know enough. About I'm just science. thinking about there will be blood where they burn the earthquake oil and they go, "That's oil." Well, then there that yes, seen it once. Um, uh, counts. But no, it's like you know you burn through like I burnt through like I feel like my initial anger that like yeah. stand up was a or yeah. comedy was a good uh, flush. 
It yeah. fleshed it out of you a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, uh-oh. It's, yeah. like, it's, you know, it's like you start making stuff, and you're like, what am I without just like pure childlike anger? Yes. <laughs> um, which is interesting. But the world can be... I have the feeling that people, these hypertowns, these mimics like yeah. yourself... I, I was uh, visiting Boston recently, mm. and it, it wasn't too. bad. So, see, I'm trying to – did you? Yeah, I went to Boston. It was for a really, really bad show. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like – well, it was a benefit. It was like a benefit, and it's like a comedian should not be hosting a benefit <laughs> at all. It was like everyone's turned in there like towards each other on of a table course. drunk. Yes, of course. Anyway, it was awful. Yeah, no, that sounds like a nightmare. Uh, but I remember – I got a lot of this. People going like, good for you. Good for you. That you, you you followed your dream. Look what happened. Good for you. And you're like, it's over. And <laughs> no, and they meant it. Yeah, like they meant it to be sweet. And Val and I are standing there, like, oh, like we're these weirdos. Not to say that other people, non comedians, can't be like, that's fucking weird that you're saying good for you, but it kind of sounds like go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah, that good does. for you. You followed your dream. Got lucky out there. Good yeah. for you. You don't have to get up in the morning. Good for you. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that kind of turns into a like a, a hanger on, like like burrs on your socks. Like it, you can't cleanse yourself until you get on stage and yeah. make fun of that specific moment. Yeah. Isn't and there did a you catharsis? Do that? Did you make fun I'm going of that? to. I wrote okay. it down. And yeah. I, I'm going to do a show in Boston. I can't wait to do Good yeah. For You. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. And you go like... Oh, does the, do you ever get this feeling? These people have no idea how these people they're being. Totally. <laughs> right. Well, that's my constant fear. I'm scared I'm being a podcast person right now. Like, uh, I'm scared I'm like, uh, anyway, keep going. That's funny, though. Yeah. As the guy, it's not like you're known as this guy, but as a guy who's very good at uh, looking at other people and kind of finding a lot of humor in that, mm. do you have a hard time showing your own vulnerabilities? Because there has to be some bullshit going on with you. Are you working that out in the characters as well? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm. Per- I feel like I'm pretty good in my personal life, or you know, through years of therapy, at, at like <laughs> at showing my vulnerabilities. Yeah. Um, but I definitely have. I think in a public way, I have kind of like a warped relationship to sincerity. You know, it's off-putting. Well, mm, it's dangerous. It's just so often misused, or like it's like t- you know, it's or it's overvalued. Uh-huh. Or it's or or there's only kind of one tone to there's like a kind of a socially acceptable uh, quality to sincerity. There's there's like only one way that one can be sincere, like through like pure mm. confession or like openness, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I find like I I I think that uh, in general I, I, mm, I don't know I'm, I I feel like I'm always talking about this, but it but it is like how dare you like define sincerity like how dare you think sincerity only looks a certain way but how dare you look any feeling look yeah. anyway yeah right isn't right. that what's so fun about what i'm gonna tell you that's what's so fun about watching you for me Thanks. is that isn't it weird that we have these culturally agreed upon it's different in other countries right ways of posturing right like when when like for example my wonderful uncle just died and the way you show grief Sorry. No, no, I know yeah. it's okay. But yeah. even that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we scrunch. I just said it was a jokey face no, that you're actually dead on. No, uncle. no, please. But that's, we, we get these little glimpses of how you're supposed to behave. Yeah. Like, I walked into the, the room and I saw my father, yeah. who I hadn't seen in a little bit, Uh-oh. and I lit up. And then I remembered. We're at a funeral. funeral. Yeah. I close it up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is appropriate. Yeah. But it's also lonely. We're yeah. like, we don't feel exactly how we're told to behave. Like, it, it's not a perfect fit. How could it be? Right. Like, even like a label, uh, sexual labels, uh, political labels. Yeah. Even attitudes. I'm lonely. Like, that doesn't capture all of it. Yeah. And then when when we make fun of just like, because you're a phenomenal actor. This is just the buttering your bread. Okay, hour. great. Ugh. But like the way that people roll their eyes or, or look yeah. away or, or um, brag subtly, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, why is it, why are we all doing this impression of a human when yeah. really, if we had never learned language and stuff, we'd all be in like the woods somewhere, right. shitting in our <laughs> hands and eating coconut. We'd all be Nell. <laughs> that, all that is to say, isn't it a good way to get a glimpse at the nonsense that we're kind of soaking in mm-hmm. by making fun of it? Yes. And, and in a way, isn't that kind of celebrating yes. it? Well, I feel like this is so like podcast 101 but i but i do just see uh, see here i am um <laughs> but i mean it is that is the experience of my childhood was like Buddy. here we go right we don't have to but but that but that was no. I, I always Look, felt I wrote down kid. childhood yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but but that that was my confusion as a kid was like i should be i am not meeting the requirements for this particular ritual yep. and that is because as you know my parents are ministers or they were ordained ministers presbyterian okay when i was very very young they still sort of do it um but they don't have congregations anymore but they so but i i grew up going to literally tons of like weddings and funerals and church so this services. is what we're talking about yeah so it's the like, face you're supposed to make yeah, yeah, yeah. when a uh, when a groom sees his bride. There's a face to make. <laughs> we all got the memo. Yeah. It's in movies. It's in yeah. TV. And even if we didn't have movies in TV, yeah. it's in every other wedding. Right. You should glow, right. not too toothy. And how do you kiss at the end of a wedding? This is what right. your right. what you have your finger on the pulse of. Yeah. And it makes sense that you went to a lot of those things because that's where human beings are pretending. Right. But even as a kid, didn't you get the sense that grown ups? Like, I took mushrooms recently, mm-hmm. and I was like, why don't we use our bodies? And I was just <laughs> rolling around on the ground. Yeah. It was, like, the most fun I'd had in a while. Yeah. I was wearing onesie pajamas, and I kept Ooh. jumping on this beanbag. No, I was inside. We did them at night, so we were like, okay. the night is bad. Let's lock inside. So I kept jumping on a beanbag. And that reminded me of the feeling of being a kid, which, again, I'm going to put to you, of, like, why are these people – they talk in a way – there's a music – to the way they talk. Yeah. There's a music in how they pause. It's almost like you could write it on on sheet music. Yeah. Oh, I understand that you left the oil company. <laughs> and then beat. Yes, I did. You know, Karen and I yeah. were not too happy. And then yeah. when that guy's done, the other guy goes, okay. Like, what the fuck? Right. And kids are so much more authentic in their communication. Yeah. They scratch their dicks. They fall over. They they need to, they just announce that they have to poop. Right. But we have Still all this. do we have yeah. all this artifice. Yeah. And it seems like you're kind of raging against – if you're raging against a machine, it's yeah. you're raging against – it's funny that you have a problem with sincerity because it seems like you're dragging us towards a more – Well, sincere, it's both because I think I, I – I, I, because also thank God we're not all children. Like thank God we're not all just like, I have to poop. You know, it's like <laughs> we need – and like and like I think it's very generous to like adhere to some like social rituals. You know, it's like or, – or to artifice and to not think of it as artifice. Like I, I, I feel – like, like that is a very, like, I guess no one intended on doing this, but I think it is a very generous part of being a human is like, the, if you're scared or confused, you could do this. Mm. You could go down this path. We've like provided this path for you. Right. Because most people are not like 
you know, raging through the world. Most people aren't comedians. They're not like constantly trying to like carry some torch of authenticity into the world. Some people are just like, I need to help. Yeah. Help me. Help. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so you feel a confusing feeling. It's nice to have sorry for your loss. We like, yes, these things. Absolutely. we like, these things. it's so nice. And, and you go like, I really like Carol and I think it's forever. And then yeah. we go, I do. And we, <laughs> and we play an organ. Yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. that help. You're absolutely right. Most so, yeah, people. It's, I, I, I have both an anger towards it and then also I love it. And like, I, I, and so I'm a very kind of like effusive person and I, I felt like, and I, I feel like I learned that from being in the South. Like I, I feel like I learned to kind of like smiley, love- like mm, thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no one could knows what I just did, but just I put, I put my me. arm near Pete, See, not on Pete, near, near Pete. Near. It was a hovering. <laughs> you overhanded me. But uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like that is, that's something that like, like when I moved to New York for college, like it, I love how, like, I feel like I'm subtly pushing my biography. I'd rather die than talk about my biography. Rather, no, I want you to talk about but, like, but When what happened? When I went to New York for college. Uh-huh. Like, I remember being, like, so... Like, I remember people that, like, I was, like, trying to date and stuff. Like, people being so, like, turned off and freaked out by my, like, hey! By a little bit of the Jack McBrayer. Yeah, exactly. A, a there was a Jack McBrayer. Oh, well, I love And another really funny guy. Yeah. And another... I feel like... Forgive me, yeah. but a stereotype I think people have of the South is it is more pretend. Right. Don't get me wrong. Big right. Little Lies, those are phony balloons, too. Yeah, yeah, Did you totally. just get lightheaded? I, did, I, did, I passed <laughs> out when you said Big Little Lies. It's so good. You're fainting, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love you all. Jesus Christ. It's so good. It. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, don't you think that there are certain communities? One of them would be uptight, rich white women in a beach community mm-hmm. south of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretend with their white wine and pretending these feel like rife characters for you, but yeah. also in the South. Oh, bless your heart could mean anything, right? You know what I mean? Right. It could mean go fuck yourself. It could mean, Dad, I'm gay. It could mean anything. Yeah, totally. But it would. Did you find there was more? Help me with that stereotype. Is it, is it true in some ways that there is more repression? There's more of a sip your sweet tea and shut the fuck up and yeah. I mean, like definitely, <laughs> absolutely. But like. I mean, I, again, I, I like grew up in a pretty liberal part of Nashville and went to a pretty liberal school and, and my, and the church I went to was pretty liberal. Like, it, yeah. I, so, you down in a couple, but in there was way. kind of like a kind of general wash of like this kindness, like sweetness, right? like, um, just like a kind of fuzziness that wasn't specific to me, right? <laughs> you know, that I was like, the, I, that honestly, the dominant feeling was boredom. Yeah. Like it wasn't even like a, like a grand political rage it was just yeah. like i was like this is boring like yeah. this kind of just like coffee after church is boring so boring it's unless boring. there's donuts i Ooh, child I sugar high was so angry when there wasn't donuts That's at church so funny but when we're it's funny it seems to me the the civility of the church community specifically yeah. is this attempt to make a world like a microcosm that we can live in where there is no conflict and everybody's quite kind and i find it very significant that when you do that when all we talk about are good things and, and right even right. if you share your your problems, you're doing it in this kind of sweet way. You that the human spirit gets bored and frustrated yeah. when all if all you are is kind, kindness is meaningless. Right? You totally. know what I'm saying? Totally. Like if you if you get someone gruff to be sweet to you, that means so much more than just the church lady who loves everybody. I'm yeah. not saying she's not valued, yeah, or yeah. welcome <laughs> in our world. We value her here. <laughs> <laughs> but there you were having. 
the church in, that I grew up in did extend what I was frustrated with as a child, that phony, I'm yeah. sorry, but the phoniness of just like, oh, yeah, khakis and, and oh tucked my God, in khakis, and thin yeah. belts. And, and uh, I'm not trying to force sexuality because you're gay. I'm talking about like there is like a repression going First on. First of all, I'm not out. So thank you, Pete. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> there goes my career, literally. <laughs> you mean skyrocketing. We love a gay. We love a gay. I'm speaking it's Hollywood now. We love a gay. Thank you. <laughs> but don't you, don't you think there's something... I think it's summed up perfectly by the people that I went to church with. Mm-hmm. The lesbian in the worship band oh, on yeah. the drums that you're just oh, like... I love her. You're gay! You know what I mean? But we were too polite. Yeah. It's not the real world when things stop being polite and get real. It's just things remain polite. Right. And no one expresses themselves. Even that's, I am talking too fucking much. But the character, the character you play, the church mom. Yeah. Who does, I actually kind of felt for her. Yeah. Because she's like, God strike me down if I didn't have kids. Right, right. Another prison of our own making. Yeah. Marriage can be a prison. Kids can be a prison. Your sexuality, especially if you're repressing your true sexuality, is undoubtedly a prison. Yeah. Did you experience that in your in your in the South or in the church community, or did you have yeah. your lesbian drummers? Uh, <laughs> Were you the lesbian? Drummer? I was the lesbian drummer. I mean, when did you come out? I suppose I like I came out to a friend. When I was like my best friend when I was fourteen, and then I like you know slowly came out to more friends here and there, and then I came out to my parents when I was like twenty or nineteen or something. oh really? So yeah. there was like six years. There was a chunk in there, and, and but it was but what was the appeal of that? Of not telling them? I mean, what, is it what it sounds like? Kind of toe in the water? Like, okay, well, the sky didn't fall when I told this person or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was more... It, it was pure avoidance of a kind of... I mean, just to bring it full circle, Pete. <laughs> of a kind of, like, sincere conversation that yeah. I knew could culturally only go one way. Interesting. And I was what so was angry. That? Meaning just like, I'm gay. <laughs> you know, and then and then have my parents like about- we are so proud of you. <laughs> like, you know, it's like <laughs> talk about handed a script by society. You yeah. have to yeah. make a certain face, mom, yeah. dad. Okay. Yeah, I've got something to tell right, you. Right? Right, right? Like it has to be that. Yeah. This is why in a breakup I could never send the text. We need to talk. Oh the, God, these cues. I know. You know what I mean? I the cues that we all. Oh, that's a hard situation. That's why yeah. we have. We need to talk. That's yeah, a so code. then. What do you do? Yeah. Then what? Then what the fuck? Do How you do you do you like lure? Do you lure them into a conversation? Like, what do you do when you can't say we need to talk? I know. You're like, do you want to come over? <laughs> Is that literally what you did? I had a breakup where I was like, I called her, and we had, had sex maybe I don't know six times. So you were married? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> For six months. We had sex once a month for six months. Then we divorced. <laughs> no, I called her and I was I, – during the day and I was hoping that was enough of a cue that she would know something was afoot. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. And then I was like, do you want to meet? And then she's <sighs> so like, sick. yes. And she lived on the other side of town. Oh, God. So I drove an hour just rehearsing. Yeah. Look, I think you're great. It's just not a fit for me. Yeah. Like ta- that's yeah. – that's, we're back to what I you know. have to rage against. And, and the other Why person – I mean, But it's also generous because the other person – actually needs to hear that a little bit like they need the kind of fake version because the truth is usually just like fundamentally right i don't respect you (laughs) (laughs) 
the truth is so like true. it's like and and like it's thank god kid. we have some things to like some jargon we need it for that moment but the whole time you're watching it happen is that what it was like with your parents you're kind of outside of yourself going like so this is this fucking yes. scene yes and and he, the beauty of it is that when i finally did tell my mom she was so first of all she knew, obviously, and everyone knew. Like that, the issue was not like these people don't know because at that point I was fully like, you know, doing fucking like scenes from like Psycho Beach Party at my high school, like playing like a girl in a bikini. You know, yeah. it's like it's like everyone knew, and I had like a friend Spencer who was like always at my house, you know, and my parents would come home. We're both sweating, like hey, you know, so like everyone knew. But like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> what about the first friend? They knew. He, honestly, no, because we were so young that yeah. like it was. That was you were how old? Seven, eight, no, fourteen. I'm, I'm getting the number seven from because you're dividing you fourteen by two. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You say in I play doctor. <laughs> Yeah, in characters you go, I play doctor, and I just lose my virginity, I'm seven. Is there any truth? Because you know what's funny? Oh, yeah, well, there's truth to childhood sexuality. Is there? It, oh, yeah, like my friends like, and I. Oh, absolutely. Because I just did Jim Norton's podcast, and I felt very yeah. vulnerable talking about, like, weird games you'd play with kids. Oh, yeah. Peepees never came out. I would t- I would tell you. Really? They did. Yeah, but they, it was it was like, there was just a tension. Like, yeah. we were just young of and course. both. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't want to... I'm not saying this defensively. I didn't know how to fuck a vagina or uh, uh, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> any, good. Any honestly. of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been weird if I did. Yeah. But I knew that there was this other current totally. flowing through me. And I was like, what do we do? And we were like, I don't know. Let's play this game. Right. And, and not, um, this is the part where I would tell you if something weird happened. But it was more an idea. It seems like something weird happened. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> podcast exclusive. No, it was just like that time in your life. When yeah. you're, I, I do feel like you're just kind of sexual, totally, and you have nowhere to put it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, this is why kids hump couches. Well, that's all I did. By the way, that <laughs> was really? my main form of masturbation as a kid. Couch humping was me in Cobra, like humping the couch to like to like the Playboy channel, which was like which we didn't get muffled, though. but it was just pure Scrambled. muffled. And I would like yeah. occasionally see a boob, and I'd be like, go, go, go. <laughs> That's, and like hump the couch, hump the couch, you know, or like MTV Spring Break. It was like on all week, John! just like ready to come. You're freaking me out. Yeah, I used to jerk it to the grind, which was the dance Carmen show. Electra. It was a Carmen Electra. Well, no, she hosted some sort of dance show. There was a dance show. I don't know. Yeah, and it, and then they'd have the Spring Break edition, which right. was people dancing in, right. their, un, in their underwear, <laughs> like I'm an alien in their undergarments. <laughs> you mean bathing suits? Yeah, and. This is a, a you'd try to not come when there was a dude on the screen. Like it was always exactly. kind of weird. Except I was like trying to not come when there's a dude on the yeah, screen, and then oops, quotes. it happened. And, and, but not my fault because there are bodies everywhere. Yeah, that's like Todd Glass when he said when he was not really out even to himself. Yeah, he said this on the podcast. I'm not like telling secrets. Yeah. at the end of his jerk off sessions, he'd think of a girl. Totally. Well, I like, used to huh. think of literally Britney and Justin. That's hilarious. And I would convince myself that I was thinking about Britney. That's hilarious. But it was Justin that I was thinking about. Yeah. The, the truth is, I was Britney. Oh, that's so All funny. along, I was Britney being fucked by Justin. <laughs> but I was like, when people would ask me, they're like, yeah, Britney Spears? In terms of her boobs. Like, I was like, that's what wow. I was telling people I was imagining. That's yeah. so funny. I feel like Justin Timberlake in my life. Yeah. I'm trying to do something because I noticed something I do, mm-hmm. and I got it from my dad, is you see something once, and then you just declare it. 
Like, yeah. My dad knows a fire chief, and he's like, fire chief, sir. Like, he'll just say something about fire chiefs as if it's all. So anyway, I have literally you (laughs) and one other example, a lesbian I knew that loved Justin Timberlake. And from that, I'm deriving this statement. It seems like he transcends sexuality. Like, everyone agrees on Justin Timberlake. Well, he's a bit femme. Like, (laughs) I I wasn't particularly obsessed with Justin. I was more like an Usher guy as a kid. Oh, interesting. There was like, I had like an Entertainment Weekly, like a crumpled up, greasy Entertainment Weekly with Usher on the cover shirtless that was like hidden in my room. Um, but like, so or like also Jude Law, of course, but, um, these but, are all Jude Law. Yeah. I've said on the podcast before is the most, I remember being young when talented Mr. Ripley came oh out. Oh my God. And I was like, it was one of those moments where I had to go like, I don't think I'm gay, but right. Jesus Christ. And that's like the, <laughs> totally, totally. That scene it's in the tub. Oh, you're it's just like, the sexiest scene this in the world. Is, this is sexual. It's yeah. sexy. It doesn't have to be your thing yeah. I, I, I don't know i hope i don't sound defensive i'm just saying what the f- that's an erotic scene like yeah. it's a it's a very it's undeniably scene. erotic if you're not turned on by it there's something kind of weird you're probably gay <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the side yeah that's the side uh, yeah. um but so you had these this kind of handful but you were you were thinking that you were liking britney yes yes but no i mean well, what's the? Where are we? Right, we're now? talking about you telling your friend, and I brought up the sex games, right? Sex doctor. games. Oh, there's so much here. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it is so weird with the sex games too. Like the sex games that I did with guys, like as a kid. Yeah. And then like going back to Nashville and being like, "Hey," and they have a wife. That's that. And you're like, and but by the way, that does not mean they're gay. Like, like I at all. Right, right. That doesn't. But like, it is weird because it's like we basically boned. <laughs> What are we uh, blowing each other? Uh, no, honestly, it was more just like a wild animal hump, <laughs> like like uh, furries, like the way that furries. Yeah, it was like pre furry. Like I would say, I predated furries. You predated. I furries. started the the furry. You revolution. started that sort of vague, yes. childish sort of yes. romp. Yes. Like I always heard that rumor that like uh, certain gay celebrities or something still mm. have wrestling buddies. Like some of the ones that are oh like my God, the closeted. They're closeted. Yeah. But yeah. on set, you hear these stories where like some hot guy. That's his wrestling. And that's his wrestling buddy, and Whoa. they wrestle and get boners, but they never do anything about it. Oh God. See again, a, a repression. Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Very, Very funny, funny. The things we. Feel and here you are feeling, but yeah. still, not still, but you're a young man. Yeah, there's a there's a hesitancy to declare any major. As a straight male, I had the benefit of going just straight up being encouraged right, right, to be right. straight. This is your, this is what you're supposed to be. This yeah, is what yeah, you're supposed totally. to be. Well, look at those titties. Like right. I remember those sort of moments, yeah. and I'd being like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, I think yeah. you're growing on me." You know? Yeah, no, it's it's weird. It's very traumatizing, even if you don't know you're gay. You're just like you don't. Like for in my case, I just didn't. I complete. I, I felt like I was just failing. I, I felt like I was like, I well, I don't feel any of the things I'm uh, supposed to feel. What a letdown! Yeah, it's how I feel about fireworks. Like I don't feel anything. <laughs> like they, I look at oh fireworks. my god, that is so funny. <laughs> That's holy. That joke is in my special. Okay, uh, so I, I, I say I, that I to comfort like, you. You got it. I say I that like, to comfort you. You have to do that bit. Yeah, I say about strip clubs. When yeah. I go to strip clubs, I look at it like fireworks. Like I wish I felt anything. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's the ingredient, something that I have that is a little bit more feminine. Yeah, uh, I hate to use these labels, but you know what I mean. I no. need a little bit of a narrative. Like yeah. if a woman came out in a deep V-neck and like dropped her pen and I saw her cleavage, that might get me going that start. more Absolutely. than like, here's Star totally. with two R's and she comes out and just shows me her clam. And I'm like, I get yeah. it. 
yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm not a wildebeest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I no. eat food with a fork and a knife. I don't go up to a trough. <laughs> Give me a narrative. That's so good. Well, then what? Then so fireworks. It's just it's just you're, they're blowing their load. There's, even if it's like a 30 minute story, and the last one is like a design. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Who cares? That, yeah. that does help. That a does help. Bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Disneyland transcends yes. my hate of fireworks yeah. because they're playing music. Yeah. They're, <laughs> I, sound, I sound what I think people would consider to be a traditionally gay value to be like, could you add a little music? Yeah. But uh, let's just let that be what it is. So you, it has to be a lonely feeling that you're young yeah. and you're like expected, as I'm saying, you're kind of ushered. <laughs> oh! Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> that was gorgeous. <laughs> High five. <laughs> um, you're, you, you're, you feel yourself being ushered towards, don't you like girls? Don't you like girls? Especially some dads. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Not, not even really my dad, but you see that. But you're going like, I don't feel anything for Becky. By the way, thank God. My dad was not like that. No. Thank God. What was he like? He's a, he's real, he's a real, he's real sensitive and sweet. Oh, really? Yeah. He's a sweetie. Um, but their faith didn't uh, shackle them to some belief that you were an abomination. No, thank God. My parents were like they went to they met at the Vanderbilt Divinity School. They're very like shout out, <laughs> retweet if you've been. Um, yeah. I have to explain to you soberly, John. These aren't tweets. We're talking. Oh, this isn't live. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Um, that is so. Uh, yeah, when your dad wasn't bound by some sort of. When yeah, you said, "Dad, I'm gay," when you're 20, you, it yeah. wasn't like, "Dad, I'm going to hell." That's not what he heard. No, thank God. Yes, no, because they were God. very. They were, yeah, they they were part of a very liberal like branch of Presbyterianism and have, you know, thank God. It's like their their whole. I think so much of their like study of like theology is about like social justice. Uh huh. So they're very they're hip. They're with it. That's great. Yeah, and like and I am so lucky like that I was overhearing these kind of conversations as a kid. Yeah. So I knew that I knew that I wasn't like, I mean, I'm so privileged in that way. It's like I knew I wasn't uh, going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also just didn't believe in hell. But like, and my age? parents didn't believe in hell, Is so like, right? yeah, they don't believe in hell. Um, what do they believe? Well, honestly, as I'm saying that, I'm like, do they believe in heaven? I don't think my parents believe in heaven. I don't you think, think they... lights out is it kind of their model, or more like a mystery we don't know. I think it might be lights out. Really? I don't know if they'd say that. They call it annihil- annihilationalism. Ooh, Isn't really? That fun? That's like the proper. Some term Christians for that. believe that non-Christians get annihilated, the, uh-huh. big, the big nothing, and the Christians who believe go to heaven, which is kind of a shit deal. <laughs> Wait, the but Christians who believe in like Christianity if you're, if, go to heaven. If you, if you are down with the Lord, yeah. you go to heaven. But if you were a Satanist, you just go lights out. There's no punishment. They cite – Which I love how they think that is bad. Are they saying oh that's bad? God. Because Nothing to me, it's like – you know that buddy. Jacqueline Novak joke about like I always think like death – she's like I don't want to commit suicide. But she's like I do have this feeling that death would be like sneaking out of a party early like in a really good way. Wow. Like it would – I'm bastardizing the joke. It's but like, so good. She's but it's so like fun. that – like that. it's like comforting. To oh, know no. I get it. Just, Dana Carvey on this podcast right in your chair. Yeah. Said, oh, my God. Where were you? Chopping broccoli, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, something that other people have said, but yeah. it's uh, where were you during the Renaissance? That sort of idea. Like, Wait, what is that idea? Where were you during the Renaissance? You weren't there. You didn't hurt. You weren't scared. You right, were just gone. Right, right, right. So, like, why are you afraid of right. being gone? Right. When I, 
I'm actually writing right now about my spiritual experience and I'm getting to the point where I kind of let go of God and met a lot of atheists, started talking to the atheists. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they gave me actually was uh, what a lot of times the church is claiming to offer, which is peace, right? Yeah, yeah. And I got a different kind of peace from them, which was, you mean it's just over? Like it's such a good feeling. Right, right. I'll take nothing over sizzling and crackle of the burger grill. (laughs) Just like an eternally flame-broiling Whopper. Uh, that's what hell is. I yeah. don't want to do that. No, totally. It's so comforting. But so they d- they didn't push that on you. They thank you for keeping me in line. You that's your, on, that's what you do. That's, that's what that's I literally try to what do. you do. <laughs> I try to do. So thank you. It's, you've <laughs> developed a skill and you're doing it. Um, so wait, they what? <laughs> yeah, your parents didn't believe in hell. You weren't coming out to them as a hell bound. Yes. Person. Oh yeah. Okay. So this and is back to what we were saying. It's like conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, it was it was more just a fear of like kind of well there wasn't much of a I think one of the one of the bad things that occurs when you're like a kid you're like a in no, no matter what situation you're in like I, I well I don't know maybe it's different now now that everyone's very um, attuned to like sexuality stuff but I, but when you no matter how liberal your parents are just discovering that you're gay and realizing that you don't like you're 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 not living up to what is culturally expected of you yeah, like normal yeah you're you're going to feel it's going to basically encourage a like uh, a few years at least of like secrecy and like avoiding talking about anything that could remotely approach sexuality oh, interesting so like i was also like so so it doesn't matter how kind my parents are and they're very kind it's just like it it i didn't have much of a precedent with them for having such a vulnerable conversation at all, even if it was about, no matter what it was about, right. it was just like, I suddenly was like, wait, I'm expected to have this conversation with them that it's like, I literally, I don't know what it's like to be in a full, like confessional mode with them. Right? I don't, you know, I and that was like terrifying. Grown-up. It's yeah. a grown up subject. What totally. You fuck. Totally. I have this joke. Well, and it's sex. It's sex. It's like, I don't talk to my parents about sex at all. I bet. I wonder if you'll relate. I had a joke. It actually got cut out of crashing. It was the idea of, Something I believed when I was younger was mm-hmm. I could never bring a girl with big boobs home mm-hmm. because it would be like showing my parents, here, this is what I'm into. Totally. I, my girlfriend does have big boobs. I've yeah. gotten over it. Congrats. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sleeping in a race car bed. It's, it's, it's like a real win for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, I've gotten over it, but I remember why would I want to let them into that right, circle? Right. There's this weird... There's just a weird dynamic. I believe yeah. someone has this bit, by the way, the bit about like, why would I want to tell my parents anything about any sex? Like, right, I didn't right. have to come out as straight, but that would have been strange to be like, I know vaginas kind of look blurry, totally. <laughs> but I want to get in them. I actually said that on stage. We were talking about scrambled porn. I was like, I've never seen a vagina that didn't look scrambled. <laughs> it all looked like the Spice Channel yes. kind of coming in. Yeah. Spice Channel. That's just like another Playboy okay. channel. Okay. Yeah. I didn't didn't have that. Um, but yeah, so I d I didn't I didn't wanna do that. And I also but yeah, I, I it was hmm. <laughs> I think I much more than I even have now was like did have a very kind of angry relationship to sincerity mm. clearly coming from growing up in church you know and and uh and so i 
I was I deeply resented that there was one tone to that conversation that it could only be like I'm gay and that it would you know right. which again could I just want to fully acknowledge could not be a more privileged complaint. You know, it's I like, get it. You know, it's like because thank God I'm not my fear my fear wasn't like get out of the house, John. My right. fear was like that they would literally be like we love you. But <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. We were saying earlier, and I've said this many times, but Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me he was like in between takes was like, isn't acting embarrassing? And it is. Yeah. It is. Because the artifice that you're talking about that you are trying to avoid yeah. when you're acting, obviously they see that you're John drinking water and they yell action and now you're angry. Right. And right. everyone knows you're just fronting. Right. Like that's weird. It's, it's embarrassing. so embarrassing. Absolutely. And you have to get over that, I guess. It's so embarrassing. And you had to do that in life. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> like, I think as uh, maybe it's also very easy for me to take the stance of like, I hate that I have to do it in this way because I think if I, and I've never really thought this before, but I feel like, I probably was actually just worried that I would very naturally and instantly inhabit that tone of yeah. sincerity because I probably wanted to, you know, like right. I think I was scared that it's not like, Ugh, fuck that. Like, I don't, you know, that's part of it, but I think that's probably just, I, I think, I think I actually was scared of your feelings. actually crying yeah, and actually, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it is, it was an important conversation. Right. That's the thing. It is actually, I resent that it had to be important. That's that's valid, but it was something that was important to me. Isn't it a good way, uh, maybe not a good thing to do all the time, but a good way to keep emotions at a distance is to embody them and, and, and tease them. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, like, isn't this what a toast at a reception dinner sounds like? Yes. And then aren't we all <laughs> safe outside of the thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I yes. mean? That's why weddings with comedians are, are very awkward. It's like, there's the person oh who I've God. only seen Ew. be like, you ever put your balls in the cheese whiz? And then all of a sudden they're like, you are my captain. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking weird. Because that's so funny. it's a blessing and a curse, but our job, this is why I, I was just writing about this. I feel like there's fewer believers, like uh, mm. theists. There's fewer married people. There are fewer people with kids because it's our job to be outside of the thing. Mm-hmm looking back at it. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's like our job description. Yeah. And then it gets murky and I love being over there. It's all about control. Yeah. I'm not going to feel anything I don't want to feel. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be uh challenged too much yeah. because I'm over here. I'm at the back of the party making fun of the Tony Robbins seminar. Totally. But it sucks because sometimes we have to step up to some sort of emotional plate and feel things right. that we don't. Is that like that's a concern for me. Like I don't like getting overwhelmed. It sucks that we're trapped in these meat suits that go like now flood them with tears <laughs> like fuck you involuntary weeping yeah yeah who needs it i, I mean, mean we do i guess well that's also it's like that is a that's why homosexuality lends it homosexuality lends itself beautifully to comedy is like you were just like you are you don't have the choice to like be like you're you're not like i'm gonna sit i'm gonna sit this one out and like watch and observe right you just are like instantly like something's not right that's right you like, are i'm outside. over here yeah you're like, you know and which so, is the funny place yeah and, and you, it's the place where talent grows too by the yeah. way yeah because you mentioned being bored yeah you're bored so you're not getting what you need so you start manufacturing what you need yeah and maybe this is the stereotype gay people i know there's all kinds of gay people but there sure are a lot of talented gay people <laughs> and mulaney yeah, there this are. Joke where he was like they know what they like yeah you know, in some cases, totally, they, had they to, actually had to go dig for it. That's right. Yeah. It's like the Dan Savage thing. They're better f- at fucking, too, because every time two men, especially, Absolutely. get together, <laughs> I'm ordering off the prefix. <laughs> the big twist is if I yeah. go down on the girl or not. Right. And, like, 
uh, when two men uh, the you big tell twist me, that's so funny the big twist yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna start on you <laughs> milady that's like the big move and then we know we're gonna have vaginal intercourse right but gay people I think you tell me what you think about this theory the good fashion good taste good mm-hmm. food and talent and all that stuff seems to come from a early onset. Uh, ability to know what you like and what you don't like because it wasn't just what you inherited. Yeah, I, I do. You're think, decisive. Totally. There was like some work involved. There was some work involved. Yeah. You did the undeniably artistic task of going, hey, when I jerk off, I'm thinking about Justin Timberlake. Right. Everyone else is talking about Carmen Electra. Right. <laughs> I must be this. And that's, I, I honestly think that could be applied to a lot of different, I hate the word minority, but you know. Well, yeah, I mean, culture, culture. subcultures develop in minorities and they become very like um codified very quickly and like passionately which is why like when when a you know i I, do you know that book far from the tree Mm -mm. it's about just like different kind of subcultures whether it be like gay or deaf or like you know down syndrome like that but like like the the deaf community because of cochlear implants there's like people in the deaf community are like very confused because it's like sure we want to hear what a dream to like be able to hear but like also that means like losing this culture that is completely specific to the deaf community and like right and like and that's true you know as as like it becomes more and more socially acceptable to be gay it's like kids now have 14 ryan murphy shows (laughs) to like to like like get camp injected directly into their veins you know Versus Charlie like St. Cloud didn't come out in the eighties, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like now, now it's yeah, which is which is great. Like thank God, but like but part of like what makes camp camp is that you have to dig for it. You yeah. have to like you have to find well, new meaning and some yeah. That's comedy yeah. too. Feeling like I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah, and that's I I'm, it, I want to be clear. I'm not shitting on the YouTube or the Vine stars. Yeah, yeah. But I think when you see that, you see the guy getting camp streamed into his computer instead yeah. of going, having like some potentially YouTube Vine stars, potentially digging for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see somebody doing it from the comfort of their bedroom mm-hmm. instead of going, hey, I want to go to musical camp, musical theater camp. Yeah, yeah. And having that moment yeah. or whatever. And then having the, and I say this lovingly, the, the freak thing. Like I feel freak in the good way. Like a comedian, we're kind of like freaks in our own way. Like mm-hmm. we have our own vocabulary, and that's special. Mm-hmm. And and talking about healing de- uh, deafness or correcting deafness, it's like, would you take the pill that would make you no longer neurotic or this or this right. or obsessive? Right. Like, living with Valerie, she's like, do you know you sing since you've been gone every time you get in the shower? <laughs> Again, how am I not gay? But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> truly, wow. <laughs> that's it's so like funny. there's some OCD things. There's some. I was seeing Dixie Chicks in the shower this morning. Really? Literally, I like. <laughs> yeah, I like la- last night. I was so hungover, and I was like, "You." I, it was that feeling of like, I can't listen to Dixie Chicks. <laughs> like I was like, I was like, I can't. I gotta do that. Yeah. Like, it was the one song, but then it was like four albums later. I was like, oh, this is so amazing. You, I was like, I can do anything I want. That's I can, that listen, is, I can spend all night listening to every Dixie Chicks album. That's the funny attitude. Yeah. We, we've already seen some of that uh, flowing through the gay community, but that's that sort of like, wait a minute. And it's an inherently liberating and funny attitude. That's mm. why, you know, 
I feel like most people enjoy, not most people, but that's what you're seeing at a gay pride parade mm. is the celebration of I can listen to the Dixie Chicks if yeah. I want. And even if you're there with your wife or whatever the fuck yeah. as a man, you can appreciate that. For me, it's Creed. Like I have this emotional tie to Creed. Oh my God. So there was a point when so you I put were listening Spotify to Spotify on private. <laughs> Good. That's so funny. You still do that. Every once in a while, By the way, I get it. I would totally do that. Because as a Christian growing up, when Creed came they out, were, I was right. like, this is hard. They were full-blown it's Christian hard, band. and they're Christian. Right. Like, I was like, everything Imagine that I both. had was like mandolins and fiddles. Right. And, like, it just felt like we were eating barbecue and, you know, butter Oh, my beans. God. So you were, like, liberated by Creed. And then when Creed came wow. out, I was like, this is the sound of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those first albums, they were hard. So I put With it on arms wide open. I no, that's the last album. I would what play, the first one's. I believe my own prison. I, I think so. It's they called. had their. They had like that's their late hit. That's so funny because that's when I think they entered most people's minds culturally. I, think I got on board with my own prison again. I'm older. Wow, than, and it didn't yeah. sound very Christiany, but yeah, you'd get. I would just get the chills. I'm always getting the chills thinking about it now. Every artist that I listened to, I would wonder, I wonder if they're Christian. And yeah. I would impose it on them. Yeah. So I would listen to, I'd be like, I bet Bob Dylan's Christian. I didn't listen to Bob Dylan. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I'd be like, he sounds like he knows the Lord. Ah! And then when Creed came out and they, and they would have just a little reference to God or whatever. Yeah. I was so excited. So the, that nostalgia leads me to sometimes cooking while listening to Creed. That's fine. Who gives a shit, Dixie Chicks? <laughs> but isn't that, that's a good energy. And yeah. you, and going back to your work, you seem to closets of all types seem to be interesting to you. Yeah. Again, I, I don't want to dissect the bird and lose the song, but it seems like <laughs> please, I don't care. It seems like <laughs> when you're making yourself laugh or, or coming up, I guess let's just, let's say that. How do you come up with some of these ideas? Are they things you're doing to make yourself laugh? Definitely. Like yeah. I, I I think that's like the kind of John character in that the characters is like yeah that is just like. That is something that makes me laugh in my daily life. Just yes. kind of watching people, like just like having kind of a hawk-eyed like <laughs> attention up. to the whole room. Focus up, <laughs> telling people to focus up, and then the the the, <laughs> the dick of it, literally the imposing penis of telling yes. someone. Well, it's a what very the punchline is to their story. Yeah, it's a very hetero <laughs> gay guy. It's a very hetero. It's a bro. Like he's gay well, guy. he's a very privileged gay guy. That character, as am I. You know, I'm a very, I'm like a white gay male. Like, you know, who looks like this? And, um, <laughs> but yeah, there is like a very aggro element to that character. Like he's very dominant, right. and that is like that is what helped me specify that when I when we were making that, I was like, oh, I was like, because because I because I was worried. I was like, and I still like, you know, it's like now almost. I guess it's like a year old, but we filmed it like a year and a half crazy? ago. But like, yeah. it's so weird. Um, but immediately as we were editing, it, I was like, Jesus Christ, is this just kind of like general wash of just like anxiety, like squirm comedy? Like, you know, and I still think some of it could be a lot more specific. Hmm. But his kind of specific, his aggression, my aggression, whatever, like that helped me specify it. I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, because he's constantly claiming victim status. Yeah. Like verbally, thing and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Making politically, but also yeah, yeah. <laughs> physically, yeah. But it's but if you look at like the sum total of his behavior, it's like incredibly dickish, right? You know, it reminds me. George Burns talks about the cigar being the ultimate 
comedian accessory mm-hmm. because it's imposing. Like mm-hmm. it's this sort of like smell. You can't if you smoke a cigar, everyone knows. Even yeah. if you do it on a porch, it's gross. Like your neighbors will know. Yeah. And that's what this guy is. He's seeping past where he yeah. had to seep. But you yeah, know what? He's an imperialist. He's a social uh, imperialist. The compliment that I've heard you get though is that you're doing something that could have very easily gone the other way. Like when we see gay men portrayed, even mm-hmm. by gay men, mm-hmm. it does slip, it can slip into that caricature realm. Yeah. And then that kind of lets down a lot of people and reinforces an idea that mm-hmm. uh, non-gay people or non-gay males might believe about gay males. Right, right. So it was tricky, but you kept it grounded. I guess you're trying to keep yourself in the character somewhat. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a tricky conversation because, like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, sometimes people, like, compliment me. They're like, because you're... And then I've... And I'm not saying you did this because you were quoting other people's compliments. <laughs> um, but... It is. It's a. It's a. I feel. I have very conflicting feelings about it because sometimes when people say you're not, I like you because you're not faggy. I mean, they yeah. they don't use That's the word faggy, saying. but That's I essentially, I essentially hear them saying you're not faggy. Can I, by the way, yeah. even though I wasn't saying that yeah. to you, uh, I have said I met a guy at Bennigan's in Chicago where I waited tables. Yeah, and I met the first gay man that I didn't know was gay. Yeah, and I straight said to him. Yeah, I was like, I could. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I was hey. twenty. I was like twenty one. Please. Well, I've thought I was like, I could bring you home to my parents. Like, they'd love to see one like you. (laughs) I might as well have said. Totally, totally. Like, if you're passing, congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. It's like. It, because the other ones are a bit much. Yeah. He said not flaming. You said not faggy. Right. It's the same thing. Well, I it's mean, like calling a, a black person articulate, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how that's like, you're one of the articulate ones. Like, totally, fuck off. Totally. Like, you don't but, seem but, black. But, yeah, yeah. but speak to that because I, I, I love getting that out there. Yeah, it's just, it's, um, well, it's like, it's part of, I think, a lot of gay people's, like, or queer people's development is like, there's an initial, for me at least, there's an initial moment of being like like a transitional moment where i was like by the way i hate parades like like i felt like i needed to like preface it like i'm not that kind of gay i hate a certain kind of guy i'm not that right you know and um and then and then you grow up and you realize that parades are fun right i know <laughs> then you like go dance and you're like oh this is heaven you know right. but um I but wouldn't... but there is like a, that that is that's a it's it's confusing when I get complimented or like when, when I like when people review like shows that I've been on or something when I play because I you know 95% of the time 99% of the time I'm playing a gay friend right you know so it's yeah I feel a little I feel like it's homophobic I feel like like to 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 compliment me for that because I'm certainly not trying if I if I am avoiding you know some kind of stereotype it's not on purpose it's because of literally internalized homophobia that i learned as a kid that you mean your own homophobia yeah like that like that made me uh learn correct how to behaviors. pass correct behaviors and correct learn how to pass behaviors. a straight yeah. and like and now it's that part of me is so ingrained you yeah. know so it, it just shouldn't be rewarded is what i'm saying right and like like i understand if like i i appreciate a compliment if someone's like oh we, we haven't seen this kind of facet of like a, a gay or queer experience like that's cool but like saying like thank god it's not queenie yeah. you know it's like that is that's so interesting to me but like right. but yeah i was i think for that character thing i was excited about this idea of like white gayness <laughs> like 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 um because it was like right after i had already sent in 
to Netflix like two because it was on Netflix. I'd already sent in two drafts. Still available on Still available streaming on <laughs> um, um, But I'd sent in like two drafts that were just. Nicole. <laughs> two drafts, sorry. She's going to love that she gets an immediate oh shout God. out. Oh, my God. But yeah, but two drafts that were just me at, in my apartment hosting a party. There, it wasn't a rehearsal dinner. It was like. And again, this will be so boring to people who haven't seen it, which is all of America. But, um, <laughs> but you know, and, and and then and then the marriage equality, like blanket marriage equality, like happened in June when I was like turning in like my third and final draft, and I was like begging them. I was like, "Can I please make it a rehearsal dinner?" Just because it's so much more like this just happened, and oh, like it was so like this funny. seems like so much more high stakes and more fun to do, you yeah. know, and. Um, well, that makes me happy. I thought someone else would have given you the note to be like, could you make it something that only you could do? Right, right. Like no, I was, yeah, like I think, thank God there was that happened and there was an opportunity to make it more specific. But it, yeah, it was like, I was more interested in this, like, mm. <laughs> well, it was a weird time because that's when there, there was so much like news about police brutality and like people getting murdered and like the Eric Garner verdict, like, it was like, it was a very, it, to me felt, and I've, I had stand about this, so I apologize if I'm being redundant to the, again, the four people that are listening that have seen me do stand up. <laughs> but I, um, but, but it, it did feel like a weird time to be like celebrating human rights in this kind of general way mm. when like, it, it felt like a PR move. Like it literally was like, like, like doing something good while so much bad was happening. Well, it just felt like the, it literally felt like a governmental way of being like, shh, 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 you know like <laughs> no 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 you know yes. like 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 people were like really upset and then they're like well we're gonna give everyone gay marriage real quick yeah, yeah you know yeah. and it just it felt and, and it was like and again this is like this perfectly plays into my like torture relationship with sincerity but it's like i wanted to say i absolutely was deeply moved by that ruling and i was very excited by it but i was also just a little suspicious of it and it like it was. It felt weird to just fully celebrate when so much of the population felt totally unseen and mm. and in danger. Right. Like it was just. It was a weird. It to, to celebrate it specifically as like a human rights victory. It was like it was just very. It felt strange, but so that that's where that came from. Was like <laughs> him do, doing the wedding and then the uh, you know the the kind of the reminder of like slavery right right <laughs> like, kind of like fucking with like like harshing his vibe right. <laughs> right like him trying to make the whole thing like his whole night about the ruling and like right. you know and then like this reminder of like the horrors of the the history you know of our country anyway, <laughs> anyway i don't even know why i'm explaining that that's no, very funny and perfect well, one of the things I get when I watch you perform is I'm like I, it's almost like how I feel about Eddie Izzard. I'm just like, how Thank do you. you get to this? Because <laughs> what you're doing is very deconstructed. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's it's not. You can't see the code very clearly. So I think it's very confusing, or I'm confused. Or I'd like to know. Even going back to when you were a kid, and it sounded like you were putting on a bikini and being in musicals. Is that yeah. what you were kind of referencing? Well, I was definitely musicals, but no, that was that was a play. Oh, okay, <laughs> there's no music. <laughs> Take me through the steps that got you into this kind of rarefied place. I bet there are a lot of people listening that love your comedy, love comedy. Maybe they don't feel. Like, set a punchline is a fit. I, I happen to be one of those people, too. That's why yeah. I like improvising with myself and playing yeah. around and being as silly as I can. But you're doing it really next level. So so what were the what were the clicks 
in in your performer story. Um, From youth, were you a, a silly, silly boy? Yes, and very you're silly. Your piano in the house, and no piano. Didn't have doing shows for the kids for your parents. Uh, yeah, definitely did shows. Like definitely lots of like just full blown moment for moment imitations of Shiro Terry. Like like just really? like oh yeah, like just recreating like. Episodes of the Brady Bunch. That's the gateway drug. That's everybody. Yeah. You mentioned Fallon earlier. Fallon used to come in and do Johnny Carson's monologue verbatim. Yeah, like yeah. These people, it, you start by imitating. Oh, just full-blown imitation. And, and were you the kid when you had friends over, you wanted to pretend later than they wanted to pretend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What if you said no? I'd yeah. be like, that's weird. Yeah. That's so weird. No, I definitely... No, and, I, that, and how did that manifest in, in your youth? Well, it again... I mean, going back to this like conversation, like gay taste, like gayst. there was just like, a gayst. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, I, I just like I was like from a very young age, just like. I mean, this does not make me special because I think all people interested in comedy clearly like worshipped their comedy idols and like yeah. and, and dug through to find them. But but you're in a safe space. You should <laughs> you should listen to how I talk on this. Podcast. You have been listening to how I talk on this podcast. No one is going to tweet tweet. No one's going to twit you about Good. how full of yourself. Okay. This is the space where we can come and talk about such things. Thank you, Pete. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I just spent a lot of time watching stuff um and like you know going to blockbuster <laughs> yeah and like and like renting stuff and um and yeah and then I did I did like lots of theater cuz that's where the performing impulse is like nurtured right uh, just like in our school systems <laughs> yeah and um and, and and you got in you were you were good at it I was really good at it okay really? were you I mean well it's just I just loved it and I and I was but I also was very like I was hyper earnest about it, which is like so embarrassing. Like, but but I was I was really into um, I was really into theater, and then I went to like I went to theater camp, obviously, and and was like um, kind of for the first time like saw people like really taking it like who wanted to like make into a career. Yeah, this is the theater, honey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was actually a Birdman reference. It's not a, it sounded like a, a gay, gay stereotype. But yes. It was Ed Norton talking to, to Michael Emma Stone. Is that her name? Emma Stone. And he goes cuz he's naked. That freedom. Yes. That's the theater to me. Is he's yeah. dro- dropping trow in the room and she's like I can see your dick and he's like it's a theater, honey. <laughs> and I I still love that. It's so funny We've to think built- of like Hyper masculinity in theater, like that is that's such a like I, that doesn't exist anymore. I feel like that's right. like Birdman's idea of theater. <laughs> yeah, but he's kind of. I, there's nothing nothing about his sexuality, but he's definitely. I get the feeling that if you talk to that, why are we just talking about Birdman now? I just get I the feeling it. that he is masculine, but he's also just a true. More than anything, he's just the theater, so he, he doesn't yes. care about. I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's like, I fuck chicks all right, day. Right. Well, beer. no, I just mean more like this kind of like, like the masculine way in which like men talk about like art. Oh, I see. You know, like, which like, to me, like theater is so gay. Yeah. And it's so, it's so like, I don't, I don't know, whatever. I, I know um, what you mean. Yeah. It's not as declarative. Yes. It's not like, this is where truth abides. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Okay. What does it look like though? If people are taking it seriously, if they're um, not wearing scarves and smoking when they're 12, like, what does it look like? They're fans of certain works. They go to shows. Yeah. Like, 
they're yeah they're uh, well i mean i went to like acting school okay i went to nyu um <laughs> new york university and uh or as felicity calls it the university of new york oh do you remember that God, no they like could, legally couldn't say nyu or, like so it was like uny I'm taking classes at UNY. Wow. It was so funny. Um, That's great. But uh, yeah, no, I no, I mean, I guess I complete to contradict what I just said. People actually did take it very seriously. Where, I, well, because I went to Atlantic Theater Company, which is like that was the program that I did at NYU. So, and that's like David Mamet, William H Macy. That's like very mask. Yes. Yeah, it's like very like you theater. Say masculine, masculine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, David Mamet. Yeah, it like, couldn't be more mask. Right. And I and it's it's very like um, theater is work. Right. You're not special. Like it's it's a set of skills that everyone can learn, and if you're willing to put in the work, ah, like yeah, it's like very regimented, and like and in some ways, I found that extremely seductive because I was like coming out of like you know like religion. Like I mm. so I was like I was like yeah, nothing's magical. Like fuck that. Like mm. no one's special. Like do you feel that way now? Um, I feel a healthy mix of the two. Mamet said, I say that this is one of my Mamet quotes. He said, interesting actors are interesting people. Mm -hmm. And when I watch you, one of the things that's great about you is I'm just watching you. You are interesting. Kate is interesting. She is. Like the way she picks up a piece of pizza is going to be funnier. So I... I, but I'm the I'm the everything is magic guy. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. that is special. Everybody is special. Right. You need to find a way to bring that out. Right. But yeah, there's some specialness going on. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I no. It's it's there's there's got to be a balance. It's both. There's got to be a balance because it was after like a year of that, it yeah. was like totally emotionally depleting and like depressing. Not that I like. I mean, yeah. yeah. On some level, I wanted someone to be like you're special, right. but also it just I was like it's it was like a little humorless. I get it. You know, it was like I wonder is that by design? Are they trying to grind the people out that won't have like the stones? Well, I think for the it? original impulse is actually very smart. Like he like they built that like theater company. Or they built that acting technique out of like a time when people were becoming culturally obsessed with like method acting. Uh huh. So like. It was it, I'm method. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like and we're like digging deep into their like uh you know, their past and like and like right. crying about their dead dog on stage, you know, and like right. and like and then their argument was like that's which I totally agree with is like that is so masturbatory and it and it that's just Mammoth completely too. becomes about you right. and not the other person you're on stage with. So like I was like that was so liberating to me, that idea right. of like don't worry about yourself. Focus on the other person. Demystify it. Yeah. Like you're not special, and you're like, and it, it like was like really anti like guru. Like it's like there's not yeah. one teacher who's like a genius. Like it's like right. there's just like several people who could like learn this technique and pass it on to you. Like right. that was very that's helpful, comforting. Yeah, yeah. and and also just yeah, healthy suspicion of religion for, coming from my childhood. Like right. I did not want another a form cult. of religion. Yeah. I didn't want another cult. Right now, of course, it becomes then. its own cult. Right. Doi. <laughs> like, like five minutes and I was like, it's another cult. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the scene is you on right. the first day talking to someone. You're sitting in the, in the seats and you're like, I just, I, I'm burned by religion. I just don't want to call <laughs> The teacher comes out wearing chunky jewelry, like amber jewelry. Holy. And I was like, hello. And you're just like, fuck, it's another and cult. And I'm weeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's better if it works on you <laughs> and you realize it's a cult. Yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, and it did. It totally worked on me. Right. Like, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you still loved it. That yeah. It wasn't like a misfit. It Well, it was eventually like, it was eventually like, oh, my, wow, I'm like, I've spent a significant amount of time denying like the funny part in me. And I also just felt like. At this, this point, you're not really doing the, the funnies. You're just doing theater. I mean, I still was a very, like, the goal was always to be a funny person. The goal was always right. to, like, be a comedic performer. Right. But I was, like, so in love with theater that I was like, well, why not? Like, why not, like, keep studying this? And, like, and my heroes were always, like, Laura Dern. Like, it was, like, people who were, like, so fucking funny. Yeah. But also could, like, weep. Right. So I was, like, maybe, like, like I was, like, I want to learn how to do that. No, I never did. I did not cry once in acting school, like, three and a half years. No Isn't tears. that, like, the big major? Like, you literally, like, there was, like, a, exam? there was literally an assignment. Really? Yeah, there was, like, a si- assignment called the breakdown scene in, like, this oh, no. film acting class where you had to bring in a scene where, like, you cry. Oh, no. and, and they were, like, they're, like, because that's part of the job. And it is. They're, like, you're going to get an SVU. It's a well-oiled machine. They've been doing the show for 15 years. Right. You come in. They're not going to care that you can't cry. You just have to cry when they on the first take. Right. You know? And, like, it's true. It's and like, like porno. It's, like, you have to come when yeah. the scene's over. Yes. We don't care if you're or not we into use Cetaphil. this person. <laughs> What's that? Or they use Cetaphil. What's Cetaphil? That face wash face that looks semen? like cum. I've been noticing in porn recently. I don't watch porn, but when I do watch porn, <laughs> I've been noticing. <laughs> I've been noticing fake cum shots. What? And I. It's so funny how like immediately critical I get, and like I'm. It, it's just so I. I spend like. Do you way see it coming out of the wanger? Watch. So the wanger's not in the scene. The wanger's in the scene. They they have like masterful ways of like of like. The Cetaphil's in the hand, clearly, and they're like, uh, ah! and then like, and they like squeeze the Cetaphil out, and it's so not the way cum is truly cum. Uh, it's not the way distributed. Cum, cum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, but I, I'm obsessed with the fake cum. Or what they do? Here's the trick. Here's what they do. The Cetaphil's in a guy's mouth. Oh, and then he goes, and then, oh, and then he's like, I'm gonna come, and then he's like, he's like coming in someone's mouth. mouth in quotes and then yeah. the set of folk comes out the mouth like it's just like spilling out anyway but uh i I've, you should know i i've seen a porn where it's a blowjob and at the end she kind of presents it in her mouth and yeah. i was i had my it's suspicions fake. yeah totally you know you just know on some level you it's know. like a, a because... wig line in a movie or like <laughs> whatever you see acting in yeah. a porno, they're not not all of them. I'm sure there's some great <laughs> porn actors. There are or actors, but uh, most of them are garbage when it comes to like. I'm sure they're not given great scripts or direction. No, but like if they have to be like, so my mother uh, helped me make this bed. Do you want to? You right, know, and then right. they're also kind of bad at looking like cum just shot down their throat. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I actually like pretty yeah, exclusively watch good porn actors, but um, is that true? I think so. Like you stick to a, a core group. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Oh no, I need to break out. What do you mean? I need to diversify my porn intake. I was monogamous with the same woman. Wow, my whole marriage. That is it's so fucking, dark. I know that is that's so dark. That's so dark. That's it's the also correct, sweet. No, it's not. I you know sometimes I get called out lovingly. And it's always in that vein where it's like you seem like you're doing the right thing, but it's actually creepy. <laughs> like, oh, or it's just it's an attempt to make the quote unquote wrong thing. Of course, watching porn is not wrong, but like something right. that you probably felt I did deep feel down was wrong. Was wrong yeah. Trying to make it like to Christian it to create it. I did. 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. What were we talking about before Cetaphil and Come? Com? Coming. Theater. <laughs> <laughs> we were dying. <laughs> we okay, okay. We were crying, crying. crying. Okay, so yeah, you had to bring in a SVU. scene. SVU. SVU. You had to bring in a scene. UNY. You had to cry. And you, I was at UNY. <laughs> I just cut my hair. Um, and I was choosing between two guys. My RA and the guy I followed to college. This is just the plot of Felicity. Um, so, sorry. So, oh yeah, so I had to bring in a scene. And my issue was, I they were like, bring in a scene from film or TV. <laughs> and my issue was like, I don't, I suddenly realized, I was like, Part of why this is not working for me, this program is not working for me, is that I have to play male roles and straight male roles. Like, there are, like, you know, two or three gay plays, like The Boys in the Band and, like, Bent. You know, it's like there wasn't much of a – there wasn't much choice for me as far as – and also, like, my scene partners were often women. So, like, I was always, like, playing a straight guy. And I, like – but I just accepted that as, like, normal. Yeah. It's just, like, what you do. And, like, the great the great works are about straight couples. It's, like, right. there are no Eugene O'Neill plays about like, gay right. people. Right. You and know. typically, if it is about gay, it's only about the gayness. It's, like, it's some about secret the gayness affair. And it, yeah, and it's, like, it's, yeah. What are we going to – like, you got to tell your wife. It's not just, like, two gay people yeah. also going through an issue. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like that has nothing to do with their gayness. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was, like – so I was, like, I literally only – also, it's, like – I only see women like on screen. Like I do not see men. I do, I I don't. That's so funny. I only see men. I'm not proud yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. I go like this woman looks like uh, to use your. It looks like Laura Dern and my uh, girlfriend Val. She's will like, be like what? That's the f- Viola Davis. Yeah. yeah. I'll go like this. One, <laughs> I thought the woman in Westworld looked like Amy Schumer, and, and Val is just like that's just because she has the same hair. Do you only see hair? And I'm like, I only see I hair. I only see hair. I only see hair. Who was it? Evan Rachel Wood. The one in Deadwood. Yeah. Uh, not Deadwood, uh, uh, Westworld. Westworld? Uh, Dolores. I haven't watched it. Is that Evan Rachel Wood? The, the robot? His, yeah, the young one? The young robot. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah you okay. can kind of see it. She has the similar <laughs> I hair color. I impose that on you. Wait, wait. Did you, really, did you say, is that Amy Schumer? You said that looks like Amy I Schumer. I said it looks like okay, Amy Schumer. Okay. I did not think it was Amy Schumer. I thought <laughs> that it looked like Amy Schumer. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But like Val will notice that I have yeah. no memory for women, and you have no memory for men. Well, it's. I mean, it's like, it's what... It's created like as a kid. If like you're if you're watching stuff to, for the purpose of representation, like if you're like if you're if you turn to art to see something, someone that looks like you, which is what I'm doing. I'm looking which, at the yeah, map. which is which is not what everyone necessarily does with art. But like then yeah, then like you're immediately culturally given so many men. That's right. Which you know? is why you'll always see Matt Damon in The Great Wall is because most <laughs> right. people are idiots like me. I'm conceding to being this type of idiot, sure sure where I go. Where's it doesn't have to be a white man. I I I really enjoyed Moonlight comes to mind. Yeah. So I but it is a man. I wanna Same. go <laughs> Yeah. I wanna go which which one of these men am I? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or even if I'm watching like uh The Devil Wears Prada, I guess I'm like, I'm like Meryl Streep, I'm a decision maker. Yeah, yeah. Well that's like, that's you need no, a masculine person well, that's to, such a to nor- point towards totally. <laughs> But that's such a like that is such a that's another great skill that I feel like gay people have or really minorities of any kind that aren't typically represented on because screen. they're not represented they're yes they're really good at empathizing that's with it. people who aren't don't look like that's them. it and and the majorities straight straight white males yeah. in particular yeah that's why it's more upsetting than it should be upsetting let's say it should be ninety percent upsetting yeah it's hundred and ten percent upsetting. Uh, that Matt Damon is playing like an Asian guy right. because he's a he's a straight white man and I'm not yeah. even saying. 
You know what I mean? I'm not like shaking my fist. I'm just saying yeah. it's more upsetting than it even the sum of its parts because it's also this other thing where it's like if we don't have a straight white male, it if we don't sell. have Scarlett Johansson, right. who am I supposed to pretend to be or who am I supposed to be right. attracted to? You know what I mean? It's so stupid because it, it really it, it really belittles – belittles? Or like it just it, – it really does not – it's believe in like a people's intelligence like it, it's exact it's condescending yeah it's totally it's saying it's so stupid. you guys are dumb and then yeah. if you let us be dumb we'll only keep being dumb totally and like <laughs> look, i mean like the recent big old hit get out it's like yeah you know it's like exactly i had no problem projecting onto that guy yeah. i was that guy yeah well it's just guy. so specifically about race like right. there's they did not try to make the racial element of that movie universal. Right. It's like 100% about that, and it's a huge fucking hit. Like, right. like that is, yeah. That's yeah. so exciting. It's so cool. That's so Thank exciting. God. But Val just told me this thing I've been quoting on the podcast lately about how the brain wants to make habits because mm-hmm. it wants to be on autopilot as much as possible. So it Absolutely. literally takes something that takes a little bit more effort. And the more we're coasting, the more we're getting everything – I sound like Andy Rooney – everything on demand and all our food brought to us and you can even get a <laughs> bottle of whiskey brought to your house. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Everything's just being streamed and consumed and graded and, and sent back into the mix. Uh, it's, it's maybe potentially going to be even harder for morons like me to accept a – a black lesbian mm-hmm. to be the lead. Right. And I'm totally. not saying that's like a problem I have. I'm saying I can see the part of me that is challenged by that. Totally. Because it's not that muscle doesn't get worked enough. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? And yeah, I totally agree. And like I think if yeah, they just I mean it seems like there is a general kind of movement though to make more like TV that's more I inclusive. Agree. And like and 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 it's like working. Yeah. Like these things are like big old hits. That's right. A, because you have a huge subsets of people who are like so starving for representation. That's right. But then you have like people who are typically used to seeing a perfect reflection of themselves, like excited to see someone else too. Like it's right. so dumb. It's so obvious. Right. 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 But yeah. why isn't it just like Star Trek and you're like, Oh, they're doing a Wharf episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shouldn't it be exciting to go? Yeah. Isn't somewhere that what else. makes the Star Wars? I only have science fiction references. Yep. Canteen exciting because there's a blue elephant guy. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you want to know what's going on there? I what you were talking about. Right? I, 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 and I have, I've never seen Star Wars. Love it. But I, but I do know the Cantina reference. Why is that? Was there a music video with the Cantina? <laughs> it's like the sound that uh, like a brassy 30s person oh. heard every time they woke up in the morning. Oh. <laughs> uh, but there isn't. There might have been – I'm sure we're saturated Sorry. in references yes, to yes. that. So anyway, we were also talking about your inability to cry. Yes, yes, exactly. So, okay. So I was like, I only want to play women. Like I was like, I – or all the kind of – the all the film roles that I connect with and that make me emotional yeah. are when women are doing them. Interesting. And I was like, what do I do? Because like I wasn't as self-actualized as I am now. Like I wasn't like a – um, I wasn't kind of the badass I am now, but I was like, I, I just mean, I was particularly, I was very obedient at that age. And so I was like, well, I, I didn't even Dear. lightly entertain like doing a, a woman playing a woman yeah. or like, or I didn't lightly entertain being like, hi, this is weird. Like I, I didn't, right. I, I never even let myself feel like it was, I felt like I was like, fuck, I was fucking up. Yeah. So anyway, did you start playing women? After college, yeah, I like started making stuff. I made a few things where I played women. Like I like made a short film where I played like a teacher, and it got a little. And it, uh, mm, like Vicky's a good example. The the my southern stand up in the 
yeah. into characters yeah, of like yeah. I got a little suspicious of my own need and I am still suspicious of this to like humanize like the fact that I made Vicky in in the Netflix thing like a lit Netflix that I made her like um kind of like broken you know, mm-hmm. backstage when I'm talking to Jacqueline and Kate, it's like, it's like her kind of like the her like kind of investigating her, the 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 prison of her life. That's you know, it. like I am like, why did I do that? Yeah, I mean, to me, it was like, I well, was, the line "Where the fuck did Jesus Christ go?" is a is a haunting yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, like this woman is trying to maintain yeah. something and she can't get it out of the parking lot. Yeah, that's a line that makes you relate <laughs> totally. to this person totally. And I love that part. I love when she's being like flippant and stuff. But like the kind of like the the where, the where it goes to that kind of like darker place of like, am I like. I'm the carry, you know, at the end of it. It's like, right. you know, I am like, that was just because I found that so funny, but I am like a little like suspicious of that need to Why like, well, I, I, I don't to know. To humanize her. To, not to, I, I think there is, also, there's like a gay, there's like a weird subtle form of like gay misogyny where like, like broken women are fetishized, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like. And and I haven't. Is it because fully... a broken woman is like the opposite of a strong gay man, like out and proud and shackleless? Well, and maybe like a broken it's... woman that's like my fucking kids. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, I it's, it's like, like the opposite. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's more like hmm, what that's Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm really but how curious is it, how about it. How does that it. happen? How are they fetishized? Well, I think. Um, well, I think it starts from an earnest place of like look at it as a gay kid looking at popular entertainment and being like, I definitely don't identify with like the jock. I identify more with like the crying woman in the kitchen, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And oh, um, so I think it starts from an earnest place of like the closest thing I'm getting here, like to, to feeling seen or understood is like when there's like a woman on screen who's yeah. like, who's like trapped in her marriage and the way that I feel trapped in my like, than like social expectations right, like what I need right. to be you know so like I, I think that's how that starts that's so interesting and then but then there's also like I, well I don't know I don't know what it is it's like it's like the camp impulse of like of like um, identifying with like dames on screen and like or like reading into um, kind of soapy elements of female stories and like mm. find like identifying with them like like I there's some sometimes that can just tip over into kind of misogyny or like making fun of that woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm in no way making fun of Vicky in that mm-hmm. special. I don't think I'm making fun of her, but I am just like, why the need to make her like vulnerable or something? Yeah. Like when to me the best part of that is when she's on stage and she's like killing, killing it. Because she's actually good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what was, like, fun about that was I was, like... Because I used to do her on stage. I used to do, like, a monologue as Vicky where she'd, like, start doing her stand-up and then over time she'd, like, kind of break down or whatever. <laughs> and, like... And then I realized when I was shooting that, I was, like, oh, it's so much more fun when she's, like, killing. Mm. But, again, not that... Not that you're not allowed to, like, go into the dark parts of her life, but it is, like, why am I doing that? I don't know. I don't know. It's funny, though, <laughs> because all of your characters have that. If I were your therapist, I'd say I feel yeah, significant. You are. I want to be clear. <laughs> Did I not? T- yeah. You're yeah. Right. You, you've now gone to therapy for four years. <laughs> it's significant that you're uncomfortable making the woman vulnerable because there's no one more vulnerable than the than the John character. You know. What I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's really shattered. Totally. Although, she, they, but they, to they me, all it feels are. so safe. Like the John. Like someone told me, like they're like, speaking- I love the John character because he's more grounded. And I was like, Well, what do you mean? Like Vicky's totally grounded. Just because I'm in a wig doesn't mean she's not grounded. 
What? That was a wig. <laughs> Did you? Are you genuinely asking? No. Oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> I feel stupid. I walked into that. Yeah, no. it, it was a wig. It was three wigs. It was, it was three a... wigs. We open on three wigs. <laughs> Um, I love all of that. I could talk about that for a long time. I do believe we lose the studio at noon, right? Isn't that true? So we should at least talk about God. And then if we talk absolutely for like 10 minutes, it's fine. And we can go back. I've taken many notes for other things to talk about. Um, you were raised in, you said Presbyterian. Yes. Um, I'm not that familiar with Presbyterian. It's somewhat high church, right? It's like stained glass and stuff. No, it's no? pretty – I mean, maybe. maybe Here's the yeah, thing. I am not an expert on my own religious background. Okay. I mean, I, I am an expert on my experience of it. Yeah. But part of my experience of it was that I literally did not pay attention. Okay. <laughs> so you were young. Like when you – am I safe in assuming you're not Presbyterian anymore? No, not Presbyterian anymore. What are you now? I'm an atheist. Oh, you're an atheist. Yeah. So when you were young, you – it seemed to have dawned on you pretty quickly. This is baloney. Yeah. Or – Yeah. Or more that it was more like boredom was a gateway into this is baloney. Like I just like the <laughs> classes, just like reading the Bible and like doing like like making drawings based on the story we read. I was like, I am asleep. Last weekend I was <laughs> dissecting a bird and then humping my best friend. Like <laughs> like this is boring. You know, like it's not yeah. And and I also had back. I like I had from a very early age i was like already watching like my favorite female comedians you know like so like i was like this sucks yeah this is so boring it's so funny that you say that because uh you know again my uncle the funeral great service and you're watching the priest and yeah. you're applying a filter yeah, of comedy of to performance. him he was great though and right. i really was like this guy great voice good yeah. delivery he's emoting yeah and i'm thinking he's probably done like five funerals this week, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm feeling them here, but that's crazy. So you're doing that, you know, to to the people that are trying to teach you about, you know, yeah, Jesus. like we're not measuring up or something. But and it's also <laughs> it's like boring. I think like very. So, I don't I don't know if I actually feel this fully, but I think through like retrospection, I'm like, I guess on some level there had to be something very simple about the fact that I would see my parents preach. Mm. And then I would see them at home in the most mundane settings. Right. So, like, there was literally no power to, like, being a pastor. That's like the Bill Burr bit where he's like, some guy's up there saying, don't jerk off. I'm like, this is just some guy. Yeah, yeah. He likes tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he likes – he has a favorite movie. Yeah. As soon as you – it's like knowing a judge. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me to go to prison for life because you you see past the symbol of the church leader or the court leader. Right. And you're just like, that's dad. So yeah. that has to take some of the electricity out of it. Absolutely. And even if it doesn't sound like your dad was like a uh, raging drunk or, or, no. or mean or like – Neither of my parents. They were actually pretty goddamn great. But yeah. like – but they were like – they're human. So like it's like I walked in on them shitting. You know like – That's right. So it's just like it's, – it's like a daily experience of my parents as these very normal people and then going to church and like – I mean and, and they didn't – again, I, I would occasionally see them preach because they didn't have like full-blown congregations like when I was super young right. or like anymore. So but, – but I would like – I'd like travel with them to like weird parts of the south and go to funerals and, and they would – you know, it's like right. – it just was like – and my sister and I would like always laugh. Right. We were watching them and we were like dying laughing in the back because we're like, this is hilarious that right. they're preaching. Right. <laughs> that they're like Would assuming... they laugh with you afterwards? I think they were annoyed. <laughs> but I think they would laugh now. I mean like – but but it is just like – it is so funny for a kid to like see someone, see like their parents kind of take on this 
authoritative position when like even though they are and they were absolutely authorities to us like taking on like a divine position and that's something i'm like very curious about my own parents feelings about the actual kind of like divine element of it and like the spirituality part of it like they're very intelligent theologically they're that's mm-hmm. they're and they're also that's very obs- theater <laughs> yes and they're very obsessed with like um they're very obsessed with like the like how to make a good church service like they because they're like very they're like they like the technical side of things yeah i understand they like talking about how it works and like cuz it's their trade mm-hmm. and like but i am curious about like what are their like private beliefs about when they're preaching like mm-hmm. are they do they feel like a vessel for right. god you know like i'm right. I've always wondered about that. And what was their evolution of that feeling? But anyway, that's a great question. We we don't have them here, Pete, (laughs) but I will say, you know, it's, it's an interesting game to play. You have someone spouting. Yeah. Spouting sounds negative. I'm just saying they're sharing. They're trying to teach eternal truths. Yeah. And you've seen them shit. You're like, you're a shaved ape. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're an orangutan in nice shoes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Totally. But, uh, I also can find that that's the position of like, we're all just trying to figure out. I have a problem with the authority too. Like this is a special guy. Right. I, in fact, you know, I did that when I was at the mass. I was like, I wonder what this guy's like. I wonder what, what? at the, at the mass for my, Oh yeah. yeah. I was just kind of like, I wonder what this guy's like when he's not, because we're in show business. Yeah. And, there's a show going on. Your parents are right. Yeah. I actually totally. found the service very meaningful and transcendent and it made me feel very connected. Yeah. And it was the incense and it was – and that, that is high church, Catholic yeah. high church. And it took me there. I was like, good show. Well, that's like, that's, that's what I think I wanted as a kid. It's like, like I was in – like the kind of Presbyterianism that I was you know, involved with was like very um, sweet and like kind of like – super unadorned spaces mm. and like and like some just like kind of like standard hymns mm-hmm. you know and like that i love singing with my mom you know i love doing that right but like oh you like the hymns i loved the hymns and that was literally what got me through church wow. for the first 18 years of my life was like harmonizing with my mother wow like she would like cuz my mom is like such she is like a very skilled she wouldn't never say this about herself but she's like a professional alto <laughs> really she's not a professional alto but she, but is, she, but she is she absolutely could be so she does like she would just do like some really bomb because i think for if you're you've been in that profession for like 30 years of course you're gonna find ways to subconsciously like make it fun for yourself for sure. and so i think That's she's so like funny. she really like learned rigorous harmonies and i would like harmonize with her and like you know it was so fun wow that's what i love that's great but yeah and when did you decide like official i'm a heratheist <laughs> um i like well i don't know like there was a point when i was like 12 where we did confirmation mm-hmm. did you do that Mm-mm. where like you had to go in front of the church and like it's it's very actually very tame you didn't have to like say anything but you like stood in a line and like they gave you like a cross. They were like these, you know, these twelve-year-olds are like choosing to be confirmed today in our church, and like, and I guess I don't really even know what it means. I guess it just means like I'm committed to like a right. relationship with God. That and, is like, more like a Catholic thing, but yeah, people will say, "Are you confirmed?" Yes, it's like being baptized. Yes, you're baptized as a baby. Yes, and then you, you got your confirmation when you were having a little more agency. Saint. Did you guys have saints? No. Okay, see, that's the Catholic part. What are you? What were you? Are you regular? <laughs> regular Christian. 
<laughs> That's the joke that I make every time. I was raised regular, which is, Catholic Church is far older yeah. than Protestantism, obviously. But I think it's very funny to assume that that's the majority. Wait, wait, but you were Catholic? No, no, You're I, was, Protestant. I was Protestant. That's the joke. Yeah, okay, yeah, yes, regular. yes. But what kind of Protestantism? Uh, it was like evangelical. It was non-denominational. But right, I, like I knew that. I, knew I went that. on mission trips and stuff. Oh it was weird. It was great. Okay, well. Okay. Talk about like, see, I got the gay guys and dream. gay women. <laughs> gay guys dream. Yeah. Throughout oh, no, no. college, like, it was always like the idea of a mission trip. Gay. I'm like already hard talking about uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but that experience of being in church and being like, I think this person is gay. I got way longer than most people. Yeah, and I'm yeah. so happy to say I, I'm still friends with some of these people, and they're super gay now. Thank God. You know, like just open and like, yeah. it's not the tragedy of like, yeah. and then you meet their way. Yeah, or whatever it is. Well, I, yeah, I there was. Um, so you were about to be confirmed. I was about to be confirmed, and I just was like, "Oh no!" I really. It is amazing that I, as a twelve-year-old, I just want to give myself my twelve-year-old self a pat on the back that I, for some reason, thought it would be like I. I, I just truly was like, I can't go through with this. Like I, I, but it, it it was such a non-threatening thing. To you, literally just stood up there. They put a cross necklace around you, and you sat back down. Mm-hmm. Like it was nothing. No, I get it. But like it was to me. Like it just felt so weird and wrong. Because mm. I was like, let's be real, y'all. I have not been listening. <laughs> like I have right. not been paying attention right. for like the past ten years. It's weird to get an external symbol of an internal transformation when you are not going through. No, you're not going yeah. through. <laughs> I mean, but I guess it is a testament to, like, my parents and the community I was in that, like, I felt safe enough to say no. You didn't do it. I didn't do it. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I just, like, told my parents, I was like, I don't feel comfortable with it. I'm not going to do it. And they were like, that's fine. And they even were kind of like, that's cool. They were like, yeah. it, it was very cool. That is cool. Because they could have been devastated by that. And maybe right. they were internally. I don't know. But, like. Well, good for them if they hit put it. your. <laughs> yeah, if they hit it. Yeah. If they put your well-being ahead yeah. of anybody. It's so sweet. Yeah. God damn it. But yeah, but it was weird. It was like me and one other person in like a class of 20 people were like, like, like stood out. And they, they even like acknowledged us. They're like, these two people have like, are still, still questioning. I was like, no, I'm done. But like, yeah, sure. If that's how you need to phrase it. But no, I, I just was like, they called you out. Yeah, these gently. Two are still questioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're not ready. <laughs> and then they put your, they put your cross necklace in a wood chipper. <laughs> So maybe next time. That's Give them so the shreds. Give them the shreds. <laughs> but yeah, it was that that was That was a moment. That was, was a, a moment, moment of more just like I don't feel comfortable. And then but I kept I was a good boy and I kept going to church because I know that it made but I mean not even like I knew on some intuitive level it made my mom happy. It was like if I didn't go to church, I, she was visibly upset. Right. Because that was her community and that was like Well it has a huge it's cultural identity. And yeah. Stuff. I say this so many times, but Reza Aslan, the religious teacher an author came and he was like, 99% of religion is social, cultural identity. Yes, totally. Like, it's just, we need teams. Yeah, and if you don't <laughs> identify with that culture, like if, if the culture is not speaking to you, because that's how people get hooked into religion, because they actually like the culture. That's right. They love the culture. So it's like, if you don't love the culture, it's much easier to be like, oh, I actually don't believe in the principles that are apparently holding this culture up. That's right. So like, I was like, yeah, this is boring. There's like no color here. It's like, it's just like, it's wishy-washy and like it's just eh. but you never really you didn't really have like a relationship with god that you I didn't missed. I didn't Nothing like really changed. it never it was too vague to me like it was very like yeah I never had some sort of like 
experience. And I, and I think maybe if I had been like Catholic, maybe I would have. Like, because I think the pageantry of Catholicism may have would have been well, very like appealing theater. to me. Yeah, that's what I was surprised. I didn't grow up Catholic, sexy. but I really enjoyed the mass. And I yeah. said this to my mother. I was like, the dryness, because it's deliberately dry. Yeah, it's not trying to be what my church with the drums like, and sweet the, and charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not funny. That. It's not trying to be funny. It's not any of nothing that. worse. And I was than like, a pastor being funny. The the same note of dry dung 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 yeah. dung being hit over. Not literally that note, but it was just that's the feeling of a mass to me. Yeah. Actually helped me transcend my mind. And I was like, it's not supposed to be entertaining. We're supposed to be trying to slip into the next room sort of thing or whatever metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. And but there is a theatricality to it and the the costumes and the gold. It's, yeah. I don't mean this in a bad way, but it, it could be you know, it's fan- It's ornate. I was yes. going to say gaudy. Gaudy is yeah. a judgment. <laughs> I mean, it's ornate. Yeah. And uh, like I'm saying, you're smelling frankincense, and mm. and I got some holy water on me, and it mm. was just kind of like, huh. Yeah. This I could see that maybe ringing your bell a little bit totally. more. I think than- it would have. I'm sure I also would have been so bored, but I think, but I, <laughs> but I do think I would have been like, of course, I would have been into like the secrecy or like, you yes. know, well, confession. Yeah. It's it's all theatric. Yeah. It's all a metaphor. A church itself is a metaphor. It's yes. like this place that you go in to go like, okay, I'm here with God, and then you leave and you try and remember it. Yeah. So what about now? What, what I guess the way to put it, I know you're an atheist. So je- dead is lights off. Where were you during the Renaissance style? Dead is lights off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a studied atheist. Like I'm not like I'm not like in any way. It's not something I've even thought about that much. It's just something I've like. It's your intuition. Yeah, it's my intuition is just like and and I found it very comforting like atheism. I found like I I am very comforted by um conversations with people who are who 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 need clarity, who want clarity, who like or prioritize clarity. Like versus like kind of scientific clarity. Yeah. yeah. And and like oh, and also like emotional clear like just talking about the hmm, hmm. what well yeah no scientific clarity the, the yeah I feel like let me start over okay that's a classic podcast cue for delete that don't <laughs> show the wires um no but I mean show the wires <laughs> uh clarity clarity is important to me. But I impose scientific clarity. What did you mean? Well, I, I guess I just meant more emotional clarity. Like, like, but but it is scientific clarity. But like, but the, just like the uh, the ideas about where we go and what this is. So, like, science gave you emotional clarity. Yes. So you could dispassionately. I guess why I'm hesitating is just because I'm like I literally am so stupid. Like I I don't know anything about science. So I, I, it's not like I've actually <laughs> investigated science in like in, a, in response to religion. But what we're talking about is materialism, really. Yes. Which which is I, I don't like that word because it sounds condescending. But you just mean the material world yeah. where our brains brain dies, brain yes. goes in ground. John is gone. Yes. And and that resonates with you. Yes. And that gave but, you peace. Yeah. And and not and yes. Yeah, and and it's never been in a way. I've my my impulse to like be an atheist has never been in kind of like a <laughs> like I think so much atheism is like yeah, it's it's like we all die, man. Don't rock. you know there's just a flying rock? <sighs> like I hate that attitude of like sure. killing other people's fun, you know, too. <laughs> and I it's never been about it's yeah. It's never been about being right. Yeah, it's just about like it's your personal belief. I just don't I like answers. I don't know. I I don't like it when people 
like chalk things up to like the great mystery or something. You know, it's right. like I'm like, well, I was going to ask, is there much mystery? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. There are things that are just confusion. Ah, <laughs> and there's, there's absolutely there's like confusion. of course there, there's scientific mystery. There's like yeah, yeah we don't know what's beyond right. a certain point in the universe. And but then like, there's protons that travel a distance without traveling the distance. You know they tell. I don't know basically. about that. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> this wasn't me quizzing you. I'm saying okay, yeah. when we go into like sub 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 atomic particles, yeah. you see things disobeying the laws of physics, mm. which is very exciting. Is I cool. am a spiritual person, but I yeah. get a lot of my spirituality from scientific things. Yeah, 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 Again, totally. When I was at the funeral, this this just happened. I just got back yesterday. Standing there and going like, shit, this is all molecules. We've all kind of like agreed. Our molecules have agreed to conspire to be the shape of me. Mm-hmm. And when I – Alan Watts says this thing. Alan Watts is a philosopher. He's like, if you could see your your – atoms and molecules as if they were the size of tennis balls you could see your arm moving like a flock of birds mm-hmm. or like a school or of tennis fish balls or tennis balls <laughs> yes but that's what's yeah, happening yeah, that yeah, is totally. a miracle that's super it's exciting insane. yeah straight materialist what i would call materialist spirituality it's like such a trip yeah, Meaning yeah, yeah. It, it totally. Con- it conjures a feeling. Absolutely. It's not just dry. It's not like, dry at all. Yeah, totally. It's like the pentecostal version. You can get very excited thinking about the miracle of the Big Bang. Yes. Some people say, and I'm not one of these people that thought that there was a God going like, do it. Yeah. Bang. Right, right. But that doesn't, that's not required for my reading spirituality into the Big Bang. Yeah. I think that is a miracle we can almost all agree on. But some totally. people don't like the word miracle. They don't like it. They, they, totally. It's a phenomenon we can all agree on. Yeah. It's a happening that we can all agree <laughs> on. And the fact that, you know, we're here and that life is sustained and all that sort of yeah. stuff is pretty fun. Yeah. So you're not, you don't need to uh, have a story to help you feel those feelings. Yeah. And I, mean, I guess, I guess my hesitance towards even talking about the science, it's like my relationship to atheism isn't much about like justifying or like, or like finding beauty in science, particularly. It's right. more about, I guess it's more just literally about death. Mm. It's, it's, and like our, our, it's your perspective on death. Yeah. We need one. Yeah, like, like, or, or just like, how do you deal with death? Mm-hmm. Not, not even like, not even like, what's beyond death? Like, again, I'm for some reason, for whatever reason, I've never been, and it helped me a lot as a kid because I wasn't plagued with like confusion or fear about like, about these grand questions. They just kind of the way that they were posed to me bored me, mm-hmm. and so they just, I just was kind of turned off from them in general and not super preoccupied with them. But I think. I am as I get older more just like how do you emotionally prepare for death? Yeah. And that is where like atheism is comforting to me. It's mm-hmm. like by not like adding elements of mystery to it mm-hmm. and like and magic to it and more or spirituality even. Yeah. Just adding or just just like talking about it. Like like just like facing it and like and like what and however that trickles down into your like how you deal with your life while you're alive. Right. That is interesting. That me. is deeply spiritual to me. Yeah. Just to T.J. Miller, a big atheist, or her atheist, talks about like one of the goals of and he, my best friend. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. He is a passionate atheist. I wouldn't say like militant, but yeah. he's passionate. And he says one of the goals of an atheist is to not, in that final moment of your life, uh, change your mind and go. Uh, just, just kidding. I'm yeah. good with all of them. Just yeah, in yeah, case. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. The goal of the mystic or the hyper spiritual person is to also, in your death, 
remain calm. Like you're going to be going through some physical stuff. It's going to be very difficult. Yeah, yeah. But to stay in a stillness that isn't panicking or afraid. Yeah. The Buddhist is trying to surrender completely. Mm-hmm. So is the atheist. And the Buddhist is saying, I'm going into the void. So is the atheist. I love these, totally. these parallels. It's just like what vocabulary. I'm not saying they're the same thing. Yeah, but, but they're all, they're I think sim- they all stem from the same like questions that, what are we going to do about that? Yeah, totally. Well, when I think about monks meditating in graveyards in, you know, certain parts of the country where you don't even bury bodies right away. Yeah. Like, they're just decomposing in a pile. Uh, Which that, I love. <laughs> that to me is what, that's the itch that atheists are scratching and and certain types of spirituality like mm. Buddhism are, are trying to scratch which is like here's this thing that happens to all of us it brings a great urgency to mm. our lives it's a game that we're all stuck in so some people you know pick up a pamphlet at a church and they go alright I go to heaven everything's cool and other people thoughtful people in different ways I'm sure that person's thoughtful in other ways I don't want to put them down want to dig in deeper and they find their comfort in hard science or mm-hmm. they find their comfort in somebody like me. I, I like mixing stories. And yeah. But I like that you found some peace because yeah. nobody wants John Early going around panicking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's dangerous. Yeah, I find my comfort honestly in like therapy. Is that right? And like conversation. Just like just like just having friends. Therapy? Like dinner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Honestly, dinner is my religion. I believe in dinners. Yeah, I believe in like dinners with friends. Yeah, I get it. That is my religion. Well, oh God, I quote this too much, but religion is about unifying things. It's mm-hmm. supposed to bring things back together. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a coincidence that the sacrament, yeah. taking communion, yeah. is recreating a dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when we're together in the same space and Jesus' metaphor is eating the same food, mm-hmm. it's going to be a part of me, it's going to be a part of you, it transcends death. He's trying to say, look, we're eating these molecules and we're putting them into these molecules, but can't you see we're all we're together. stuck together? We're having fun. And a dinner yeah. is liturgical. Yeah. Coming together, breaking bread, laughing. Yeah. All of it. I get it. That's a wonderful church. Yeah. That's Not my that church. you need me to validate your church, but I get it. I, I do. I actually – that's why I came here. <laughs> and your listeners can't see, but I'm crying. I, <laughs> you finally got the SVU. <laughs> You didn't finish that story. You just couldn't do it. Oh well, yeah. No, well the the. So I I was literally like I was like, what scene do I bring in? Because I only want to play women. And I literally was like, I literally was just like, want to do Tony Collette in the Sixth Sense. Like I want to do her in the car. Wait, who's she? She's my favorite actress. Um, Muriel's Wedding. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Who's she in the Sixth? In the Sixth Sense, she's the mom. Oh. And she's like in the car with Hilary Joel Osment, and she's I do a great impression of it. But um, uh, she's like gets you know she has her acrylic nails, and she's very uh, it's a key, she's basically like believes him for the first time that he with sees the dead co- people. when he goes I saw someone get hit yeah by or a bike. and yeah and then she's like he's like I spoke to grandma yeah and she's like no. anyway um, <laughs> it's um you did it just, just got a flash of Tony but um but she uh I wanted to bring that in honestly which I never would have had the courage to do but I was like who are other iconic women that I, I, I was like literally Bjork and dance in the dark. I was like, what movies make me cry? Yeah. And I was like, dance in the dark made me like, I mean, I was like weeping uncontrollably for two days. Bjork it's, has a movie. Yeah. It's a Lars von Trier movie. Oh, it's a Lars von Trier. I don't really know how to say his name. That's why I faded out. So you know, he did like melancholy and you know, antichrist and I've, I've, okay, just, okay. I've missed out. You would, I think you would know the covers dance from the dark. Is a yeah Bjork's in it. She also composed the music to it. But she, oh, yeah. um, it is very upsetting. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll do something from that, but with a guy. So I was like, maybe just like by association, I'll cry if I do something from that movie. Oh, wow. So I did like a scene where like this guy is like saying goodbye to Bjork. Like she's like, I don't want to give anything away, um, but he's like saying goodbye to her forever. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and I like my scene partner cried every time we rehearsed it and I did not cry once and I was like this sucks and it wasn't even her scene you know what I mean like you brought in your own scene to cry and like she was crying every time and then uh, we brought it in and like I didn't cry and I was like like really mad like looking at my teacher like what what you know and then she's like it's okay just bring it back in and um and then I brought it back she's like rehearse it for like a couple more weeks bring it back I was like Jesus Christ so I brought it in and then when we I like did it again no tears my scene partner weeping did you ever get to tears rehearsing no not even close I mean not even close and then <laughs> you did so you're going in literally knowing yeah you're knowing gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I mean like hoping that something's gonna happen where I, I literally I was like I didn't sleep on purpose like the night before I was like I'm going to not eat I'm gonna deprive myself so I literally like I was like so maybe I'll have a nervous breakdown and cry and cry yeah I was like, the best I can hope for is like to be so unstable that I like freak out and cry. That's acting. Yeah, and so it's, it's so scary. I was like nineteen. I mean, it's like insane. Anyway, but then did you hydrate? That's a tip that people get. I probably I don't know. You're supposed to drink a drink lot a lot of water, water, and then your body just excess. Your eyes pee. Your eyes pee. <laughs> um, but yeah, she Nicole? like. But she like the teacher like so I like did it again and then she was like and my and then Kate and I just did this series five 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 for Vimeo but one of the shorts is like fully based on this but the teacher was like I want you to choose like your three three most important people in your life and I was like oh no and she was like place them in each corner she was like one's there one's there one's there and I was like oh god oh god and like oh and then god. she was like she was like I want you to look in that corner and I want you to say goodbye to them she was like forever Bjork Bjork. <laughs> I want you to Bjork them. <laughs> and um and I, and then yeah, and then I was like and I was like fully like this is not gonna happen, this is so stupid, this is so stupid. And then I literally she was like say goodbye to the first person. I was like, Dad and I started crying. No, no! Literally I said the word dad and I started crying and then she was like start the scene and the second I started the scene, like complete dryness. Like like internally it was like I'm not sad, you know, like here we go. And I did the scene, but I had, like, a residual, like, half tear from when I said dad. And, like, I did the scene, and I was, like, and it was just, like, the tear was hanging there. And, like, I didn't feel a thing, and the acting was, I guarantee you, horrible. And then we finished the scene, and then everyone was, like, raised their hands, like, that was some of the best work I've ever seen you do. Oh, my God. They were, like, you took the mask off. Like They were, like, they were, like, I finally, like, you finally weren't, like, hiding behind a joke. Like, you really, and I was, like let's just be clear about what just happened i was told to say goodbye to my father forever <laughs> i got half a tear out and Did then i said the this? lines of the scene oh absolutely no, not let, i was like thank you guys so much <laughs> 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 honey i got the a and i left ah that's perfect yeah, that that's, is perfect i'm glad we've threaded well, yeah, that story well, me throughout too, me too um well because it's oh it's noon but we can do it uh okay. we like to cleanse the palate after okay. the god talk with a basil gelato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's never worked for me. Then me the neither. next course just tastes like basil, basil. gelato. <laughs> yeah. Like cream. Yeah. Um, can you remember – I always say this. It doesn't have to be a great story. But when you remember laughing really, really hard at any mm-hmm. point in your life, mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's helpful if you remember details, but please don't feel put on the spot. Can you think of a time you laughed the hardest? In your oh life? wow! The hard, I mean, <laughs> the most recent one that comes to mind. I know you're not asking for the most recent. No, but no, like, it's whatever. Just the comes only to one mind. I remember. That's fine. Is Kate and I were in her kitchen, and we were talking about cheddar because <laughs> Kate and I can get extremely like um, passionate about things like and we can like we find ourselves getting we also like can be very like literally caffeinated we will drink like black tar espresso and then like talk for four hours about like cheddar and like and like and then we like in step, what capacity well, we were just like what we makes were, like, it cheddar or like that you love cheddar that we love cheddar we're like we're like here's the thing like it's not like it's not like a Fine cheese, you know, it was like, but it's, yeah, like it's just a working as good, glass it's not cheese. better. Yeah, 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 it's a working glass cheese. Yeah. I always wanted a cheddar pizza. I was like, why don't they just make a, a, a <laughs> oh dark God. yellow? I don't know why that sounds disgusting, but it it's is really disgusting. just okay. But when I was a kid, I was disgusting. Cheddar pizza, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were like, we were talking about cheddar, <laughs> cheddar pizza. the mutability of cheddar. I love that you guys had like a huge conversation about cheddar, but really cheddar pizza out. never <laughs> came up. <laughs> no, I shocked never you. Came up. <laughs> Go on, but then like. This is so stupid. This is actually, it. but this did make me laugh so hard. And I'm sorry, Kate. I know you're not listening, but I'm sorry if I'm exposing what you think might be a bad joke. But, <laughs> but uh, she like, <laughs> she said, I don't remember how this was set up, but she said we were talking about cheddar, and she said, and this by the way was pre-Muslim ban. This is not a reference to the Muslim ban. This was like <laughs> okay. three years ago. Oh probably. my god! Said, no, 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 don't worry. This oh my god! But she was like she. <laughs> We were talking about cheddar, and then she somehow she said this, and we knew what it meant. But she was like, she was like, "Do you think they'll lift the ban?" And she like in on, we, there was no setup, but like we cheddar? knew that like we she had created a world in which like cheddar had been banned, <sighs> and we were like these two like people who like love cheddar so much, and like, but yeah, she just and then she framed the scene. She didn't frame the scene. We just no. knew what it was through her acting. Because <laughs> was... we were like we were like literally slicing cheddar, and she was like, "Do you think they'll lift the ban?" And like. I don't know. We just we yes. laughed so hard. Yes. I was like crying. It was so funny. Do you think they'll lift the ban? The cheddar ban. I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's so stupid, but it was it Not made me Taliban. laugh so hard. The cheddar ban. The cheddar ban. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, a great one. Yeah. I'm gonna remember that that's one. That's all I, I can think about. One. No, it's great. Do you feel good? Right now. Yeah, about, life. about the podcast. I feel incredible. <laughs> I know it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah, I want you to feel good. I feel so easy breezy. Normally a podcast I'm filled with just dread. Terror and dread. Because I'm like, why? Why am I self-mythologizing? Like why am I doing it? But this that panic did not win today. Win today. <laughs> Thanks to you, Pete. Do you think they'll lift the band? <laughs> pressing. A, I'm picturing a, a like a real good kitchen knife into a yeah, block. Of exactly. Cheddar. What, what like, was that? It was company? Cracker Barrel cheddar. Cracker Barrel. Yeah. I was gonna say it was a Cracker Barrel cheddar. It was. It's literally our favorite kind of cheddar. Is Cracker Barrel cheddar. Cheddar. I don't really fuck with cheese. I don't. But really? No, I know. You have a dairy thing. No, I just don't fuck with it. I'm in shock. I know. Okay. Val, I'm the vegan. Cheese Where are you from? Vegetarian. Boston. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's weird that I. Uh, it's one of the ways <laughs> that I've become my own person. I go back. When I went back, I ate a little mac and cheese because it's just like you're at a funeral. Shut the fuck Eat up. Eat the mac and cheese. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like that's how I'm flexible. 
There's yeah, sometimes where you just forced. eat the fucking. You know what I mean? You can't be yeah. like, um, can I get a special plate? Yeah, just ate the. I was vegetarian <laughs> anyway, and that was slumming it for me. But back in the day, Cracker Barrel, it's in that wrapper. Yeah, like it, it's like a brick of gold. Yeah, for a totally it's the a good, gold wrapper. Yeah, it's heavy. The font is really nice and eighties. Is great. Yeah, I love it's the, the font. same font. Oh yeah, I hope, it's the, I hope the packaging don't change. Never change. Oh. I'm gonna write that in Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I would open it and take a bite out of it. Like, I wouldn't cut it. I, I'm wow. a child, and I would just yeah, bite yeah. it. And bite you'd see other. your teeth yeah, like like a cliff on the beach. You'd yeah, just totally. see the damage, the erosion, and it was so good. Mm. Yeah, I used to do saltine, a plate full of saltines. Oh. Like, literally, so the saltines were coming off the edge of the plate. Like, uh, no, no space. You couldn't please. see any plate. No. Chunk of cheddar on each cracker, uh-huh, and chunk. then microwave it for two minutes. Uh-huh. And then it's, like, it's literally just a cheddar wheel. <laughs> and, you, and you, like, pull up... Cracker and like a cracker yes. at a time and like it yes, was stringy. Yes. It was so good. You looked like you were conducting a puppet yeah. show. Yeah, with the strings. Uh, you know what that is? What a goddamn cheddar pizza! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're right. There's no, there's no sauce. But if I had put marinara, I think yeah, no, it would have ruined just, it. Gross. It would have ruined it. Um, a, a sauceless cheddar pizza is what we want. Yes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, saltines. By the way, this little bonus. This is the bonus track. On yeah. This album. Uh, are amazing. You don't have to be sick to eat saltines. They're so good. They are good. And every time I'm sick, I'm eating them, and I'm like, this is making me feel better. And it's like, I think it's just because I... Are they fried? Like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they I so don't good? know. I yeah. really don't know. They appear know. to be toasted. But isn't it... Don't you think they're so good because they remind you when you were sick yes. and being nurtured by your mother? Absolutely. Yeah. Which is like... That's what it is for a me. A huge thing. The food industry knows this. You know yeah. the Wendy's logo? Her collar says mom. Have you noticed that? What? Her collar says mom. I did not know that. Give it a goog. Oh my god. M O M. So she has like a like a locket there. That's the O. It's that's M-O-M. crazy. It's, it is. And then I always uh, wanted to do a bit about this. I, I, there was a Baskin Robbins, and it was called the flavor was called Mom's Making Cookies. And I was like, <laughs> so it's like bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they figured it out. That if they can make us feel how we felt when we were children, yeah. we'll eat it. Yeah. And uh, and that's why it's called Mom's Making Cookies. It's not called cookie dough. It's called Your Mother Loves You, yeah. John. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here. Okay. Let me look at this real quick. Drugs. Do you smoke pot? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I see the silly billies, I'm like, are they just super silly or do they kind of like enjoy the silly culture? You know, and also I mean, because not I, much. It's turned. Has it turned for me. on like, so much? Like, I mean, I, when in my early 20s, I was smoking a lot, but like it, it definitely turned into like, I feel like it happens for so many people. It's just like pure paranoia. Oh, really? Well, and oh, like, the experience turned. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and not paranoia, like, what's that? Like, like paranoia, like, well. <laughs> I have a, I had a, one day I had a note in my iPad, like woke up from a night of being very stoned and like a bad stone. Yeah. Mm. And, um, I woke up in, in my, my notes on my iPhone, I'd written in all caps, just one note I'd written major work to correct what I've done. So that's what the darkness, the darkness takes on that form when I'm smoking weed. It's like, I'm like, I'm like, why did you make that video, John? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what did, why the fuck did you tweet that? Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, and why do you need to tweet at all, John? Like, it's like, it's like, you're a monster. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. But also like, I don't know. I'm having a a bit of a renaissance. I moved to LA, you know? Yeah. There's like a, there's like, it's. I'm such a weirdo. Now that it's legal. Yeah. I'm like, I do it. (laughs) Like not legal. <laughs> like, that's a remnant. 
Totally. But then, like, whenever people are super smart, like, we've had moments, you can find moments on the show where I rail against pop, but lately I've been smoking more, just little bits, but sort of, like, unwind at yeah. the end of the day. And I, I and let's be honest, it's not just unwinding. You also get very silly and fun. Yeah. So then, like, life becomes, if I then have a great day of writing the next day or whatever, writing for work. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my um, God. <laughs> then I go, look, I can do it in smoke pot. You know what I yeah. mean? You ever play that game? You're like, S- I'm fine. It doesn't slow me down at all. I see what you're saying. You're you, building you a case. whilst high. No, no, no. I The day after, because sometimes I have cobwebs, but then I'm like, yes. I'm beating the system. It's yeah, fine. yeah, totally. Anyway, that was dumb. <laughs> well, no, I like the best kind of high. Obviously, it's a silly high. Yes. It's like a giggly, silly high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm always shooting for. Me too. Yeah. And when Val and I get there... People people love asking me that question yeah. that I ask at the end of the show. And I always am tr- pressed to find new ones. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate that I can always think back two nights, three nights to yeah. Val and I, usually stone, weeping with laughter. Yeah. Usually because I was trying to do something. I'm kind of obnoxious and I'm aware of it. So I try and rein it in. Like I perform a lot when mm-hmm. I'm stoned. Like so, it oh, is yeah, sort of that too. comedian cliche where yeah. people will ask Val, "Are you just laughing all the time?" This is the first relationship I've had where really it is kind of like that. Yeah. Like, we're always she likes whatever, so I, I do little shows. But if I Another fuck up, God. yeah, if I fuck up doing the show, that's what she laughs at. Yes. Like if I'm kneeling behind some sort of partitioner, partitioner, partition, partition in our, our house, and then I stand up and it's supposed to be this funny thing, but I knocked. Like a, a vase over. Yeah. Like, that's never happened. But that it's never what I'm intending. If yes, that makes sense. That's anyway, what kills her. That's it. Well, by the way, mistakes. I am so excited about the wedding. Oh, uh, thank and you. And let me no, no, I mean coming. And let me know what I can <laughs> sing because I have, I have like obviously my standards that I do at weddings. But <laughs> I am I just again. I was thrilled to be invited and was, <laughs> and just. But also to be invited is enough. <laughs> To be able to be involved Say, in ceremonies, that is where I'm like Pete. No, <laughs> so thank you. You just reminded me of I said no gifts. This is my <laughs> my bus ticket. Oh, good. One of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. I, love I that. said no gifts. <laughs> this is my bus ticket. Good. <laughs> Will you say, first of all, Val's going to hear this okay. and insist hey, that you and Kate come. <laughs> Great. That's gonna be a, Literally, I'll see you that's there. That's going to happen. Yeah. And you're welcome. I'm not just saying that. And are uh, you inviting me to yeah, you, can, you can totally come. I'm inviting Dude. you to the wedding on air. Here's why. I want to encourage you to not invite me to your wedding. Here's why. You'll know everyone. You'll okay. have fun. And it's only like 45 minutes outside of where we are right now. Wait, is it like, when's it happening? October. Is that okay for me to ask? Yeah. Okay. You can. I never know what you're supposed That's to be fine. private about. Yeah. The end of October. Where are you guys doing it? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> What's I the really address? don't. <laughs> but you are on the air invited. That yeah. is so funny. I bullied my way into your you wedding. You didn't though. But you didn't. I, I, just, I just feel like for you, I need to be there. <laughs> just emotionally, you're going to need me there. So yeah. I'll, I accept. <laughs> If you can come. Yeah. Um, which you don't know. You have to I don't know. What was I going to say? Val wants me and Kate to come. Oh, she's going to want you to come hard. Okay, good. She's obsessed with both of you guys. <laughs> so so we're using you. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, and uh, watch. Uh, it's called 324-555. Yeah. Yeah. You know, come on. But it's three ninety nine. Just buy it. God damn it. It's on Vimeo. Vimeo. Yeah. I. Yeah, I have Vimeo. I I think I pay. Everyone does, and it's just the paywall freaks people out. Yeah, you know, 
Well, we're trying to monetize. I get it. We're trying to monetize. We have a lot of overhead. <laughs> but yeah, it really does. People just like I under, I would never pay three ninety nine to watch videos on the internet. Is that a month? No, no, no. It's um for just the series for all five episodes. It's three ninety nine. Oh, that's not but bad. But Kate and I and Andy DeYoung, who directed them, were very proud of them, and you should watch them. Yeah, you should watch them. And they explore many of the themes that we explore today. All right, thank you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> I would you be annoyed to do your Britney Spears? I've never heard it. Oh, you've never heard. I've it. never heard it. I deliberately did. You've never. Heard I it. hope you shock. don't. I no 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 no. But you know, I researched you, and I deliberately yeah. didn't clip clip on those links. Good, because they're not, they're not good on the internet. It's better life. I mean, I think it depends. I, I, I've recently been wanting to do ballads lately. I did at my show a couple nights ago. I did Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know, which was co-written by Shania Twain. Um, <laughs> or Mutt Lang, her ex-husband, whatever. Um, I'll do some of that. Yeah. This is Britney. This is Britney. Uh, it's because I love the lyrics of this one. Just yeah. make, okay, my phone's on. Okay. This is the second verse. Okay. <laughs> And I need to get paid for this. I'm so sorry. I should have said that real up top. Okay. Um, okay. Here it is. Second verse. Okay. Your body language says so much. I feel it in the way we touch. Uh, until you say the words is uh, uh, I in love Please Don't let Thank you I genuinely love that song We have the guest say keep it good Thank you yeah, for doing that. You're welcome. We have the guest say, "Keep it crispy." Do you want to do it as Britney? It'll it'll help you. That stand will out. help me. That will help me say it, Pete. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> Keep it crispy. Yeah, it just means it means whatever you want it to mean. But to oh. me, it means crisp, good, like tight, present, aware, alive, like a cheddar pizza. Vibrant. Yeah, yeah, cheddar pizza. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep it crispy. That was how she would say it, not sing it. <laughs> what do I think? All right, John Early, let's get out of here. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 